and it's what I, I said to all the psychs. Um, you know, oh, well, you've got to try to find your happiness again. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know where it is. Give me fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I know where you're getting happy because I'm paying you. And I said, if you were paying me, I would be feeling fucking pretty happy, wouldn't I? Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. I should start recording. You look like Edward Norton, man. Do you know what the thing is? Yeah. Um, you're rec- wait, you're recording, right? Yeah, I'm recording because of um, because I'm so uh, like OCD. Yeah, the fact that I've got other cunts using this office is driving me mental, man. <laughs> I'm so pissed off about it. Why? Why? What are they doing? We're just sitting here and like they touch shit. I see a coffee cup. I'm like, fucking, don't be in my space. Like just just sharing. But man, like this sharing. looks so much better behind you. Like they've got a little green screen curtain up. Dude, they got there's cameras fo- in there. Wait, wait, hold on. There's giant portraits of you sitting on the fucking wall behind you. Dude, they what? put them up. They fucking worship me. Yeah, sure they did. What's going on with this? Why have they got portraits of you? You've they've changed the way you're sitting. Like this there's no Dude, wait up. there's no wind sun coming through the window blinding my eyes anymore. Mate, I I I don't know why they put those up, man. They saged the <laughs> office as well because they said there was a bad energy, like a spirit in there. I saw They're that. They're a bit more hippie. Yeah, I saw that. And they were like, they said there's a real bad vibe in here. I'm like, it's not just a vibe, dude. It's a reality. Look at my life. I'm like, I can't cross the street without fucking stubbing my toe. I'm like, there's no vibe, cunt. If I open my window driving on a, on a highway, something will fly in and kill me. Yeah. Like, I've got to be... Everything's got to be insulated. Dude, I'm just trying to work out this equipment, though, because normally I can hear my voice, and now I can't. So I don't know what they've done. Oh, really? They've, um, I don't know. What are, you, what are you using? Is it the Roadcaster still plugged in? Well, I mean, it's going into the Roadcaster. I suppose it's all right. Have you turned up the, um, have you turned up the headphone thing on the Roadcaster? Oh, let's see that. Or any of the little green buttons with the air on them. Are there any of them lit up? Mate. It's the, all I know is my voice is getting recorded, so who cares? Right, the rest well, is irrelevant. That's true. That's fine then. And you can hear me. It's better than what we had before when we first started. It was one of the worst. It is better than you losing the recordings for some of the episodes. Yes, I agree with that. Mate, I just, uh, you know what I mean? We're, we're playing with the devil because these guys are tech tech genius. So he's in there, he's fit, fiddled shit. Yeah. And then he'll be like, oh, nah, the Diff 4.3, yeah, I turned that off. You can't have that because it gets static. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. Now I've just done a four-hour pod. It's not record, you fucking dog. I want a red button and a green button. That's technology. I don't want to be fucking tinkering under the... Do you know what I mean? Like tinkering, you don't do that in a car and go, oh, you're like, I've tinkered so you can get a little bit more speed on the freeway. I suppose some fuckheads do it. Yeah, they do. You know those guys that measure their miles and they go, how many, how many uh, litres do you get to a mile? I'm like, get the fuck away from me. Or the, the person that fills up on a Monday and they're like, I've saved 12 cents. And when they say that to you, you throw 
$30 into the bushes and go, why don't you go and collect that up? That's a year's worth of petrol savings, you dumb fuck. Here's all the coins from my car thrown into the bushes. Yeah, but how good does it feel to uh, like to fill up the car and then the next day? Uh, do they, I don't know. They don't seem to do it by specific days of the week here. I've never planned that out. But I love when you had a good cycle and like you, you know, you go and oh. fill up, and the next day it's it's not a dollar ten, it's a dollar. When you're on the rhythm, man. But the thing is, oh yeah, to feel really good is you have to uh, fill up on the expensive days and go fuck it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I've been, you know what I've been doing at the yeah, moment. Yeah. Is throwing coins out of my window just to like spite the universe? At I'm like, people, you just, or well, you just like, there's nothing more empowering than grab a two dollar coin and just throw it and see if you can hit the bin. <laughs> and it's just like, who cares? <laughs> fuck money. Fuck off. I don't want it. And like, what the fuck? You just throw like, you throw fifteen dollars on your drive to work and go. I don't care. Fuck off. No, your money's not going to define me. I'm not going to be owned by this shit. Yeah. I'm going to ba- basically. But that's what I'm saying. How does that move, right? Mm. Someone goes, I, I saved, I saved thirteen cents on the Bowser, and you go and tip thirty five dollars in the bush, and you go, you know what? <laughs> There's some savings for you. Go and dig around. It's a scratch patch for adults. You can go and rustle around and make thirty five dollars. You can put towards a new pair of trainers or whatever. Like, how are you? getting rich by putting pennies into your into a jar yeah you fucking moron or those same people when they're when they're excited about the fill up you give them a dollar and you say mate look you must be really struggling here's the gold coin next time next time just fill it up and whatever day yeah you know you don't have to wait around for it to come down by four Dude, cents a liter. it's that mindset they go take care of the pennies and the pounds will take care of themselves and i'm like i don't know that is the I worst think, uh, that's the worst advice man like uh, I have I, I have a cleaner um, because it's 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 not prohibitively expensive to have a cleaner because you don't want to go anywhere your feces your skid marks yeah, like your filthy I leave them around the house I have a cleaner more for the uh, like for the demeaning fact like I want to demean someone else I want to be oh. able to come in and say hey could you change the sheets on the bed there's a bit of cum on the left side so. Really scrub that one out. You want to go for a shit while they're in the house, so you know that they, you know it's fresh. Have you have you ever had to do that? I assume you've had some kind of. Oh, mate, this is the moment. As you flush and you yell, "Oi, oi, Guadamo, Guantamano Bay, or whatever your name is," you've missed a spot, and there's an unflushed team. <laughs> man, I, okay, I, listen to this. <laughs> oh, man, how racist is it? You call anyone foreign Guantamano Bay? <laughs> how <have> you pronounce? <laughs> You don't even have a real name. You go, oi, Guantanamo Bay. You missed the spot. I'm not. You go, I'm Portuguese. I'm like, whatever. Get in an orange thing. Clean up the skid marks. Whatever I know, you don't look like my family. You don't look like my mum. You know, you don't look like my family tree. So get some fucking dish gloves on. But, dude, listen to this, though. The penny, pennies take care of no, wait, wait, take before care that, of the before that, Before that, listen to this predicament I found myself in, right? Yeah. I, have, uh, I have accidentally hired two cleaners. And I, I don't know I don't know how to get rid of one of them. So oh. I, have, I have someone come in fortnightly, right? And she was starting yeah. to piss me off, right? So she's from New Zealand. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the accent already is reminding me of it's gonna be triggering. Oh, that's back. so grating. That that is like a, a vocal uh, bacteria. Like the uh, New Zealand accent is like seeing having grime on a kitchen shelf. <laughs> Just hearing that voice. <laughs> I can't even do it. I'm like. 
You need to clean your voice before you even come in the house. Oh, yes, it's absolutely excellent. Well, I mean, it's actually... Oh, I think it's, it's actually... It's so squeaky! It's a, bit, uh, it's a bit rich of either of us to be talking about that because... Dude, the accent of New Zealand, yeah. it sounds like someone clenching their asshole. Well, South Africa's That's, the same. It's like someone running... They're in the car <laughs> holding in diarrhea <laughs> and they need to get to the toilet. That's the sound of a Kiwi and a, a South African's to, uh, vocal tone. Don't you think? Yeah, it's it's the, yeah. Although no, hold on. But coming from New Zealand, I always thought that Australia was the most grating one. I just hate hearing everything is ease. You know? Oh mate, uh, and you know what? They're trying to reassure themselves. They're always easy, mate. How's it going? And I'm like, it doesn't look like the pennies are taking care of the pounds. You can't. You look like you're struggling. <laughs> Anyone that's always vocally relaxed, oh, I'm chill out, mate. It's easy. I'm like, you're either an alcoholic or you're fucking stressed, putting on a game face, trying to get employment. Like, no one's relaxed. Anyone that's doing well is fucking stressed. They're like, dude, I made a hundred. No mil- one's really living the dream, dude. But the thing is, taking pennies take care of the stuff. It's also the endeavor, right? A homeless guy could say the same thing. Take care of the pennies. And I'm like, mate, you're washing windows at the lights. The pounds are never coming. You need to go and get a fucking qualification and go and drive trucks in the desert. Fly and fly out, $50 an hour. Don't think you're going to fucking fill that bucket with coins and then buy a house in Cottesloe. Like, it's not happening. You know, your whole endeavor's failed. What you need to do is have a drug habit go crazy and find a way of making more money. You know, you've got, you, you know what you do? You get a Coke habit and I'll, you watch how quickly you find a better job. Oh yeah. When you need to fund a bag a day, you're like, I need a bag a day. I'm going to have to be the head of, head of National Australia Bank to fund my drug habit. <laughs> when you're actively trying to fund something, the, yeah, you do, you do find the money. It's always impressive. Uh, man, Fleety talked about it uh, a lot, like when he was – uh, using and it was like a hundred, two hundred dollars worth of heroin a day. And yeah. Think, how the fuck? How are you finding that? Like, how are you finding that much? Well, dude, what, what, what a great motivator! And you know what? He ran his own business. You know, like a gym smart, and he actually probably had massive turnover. Like, he was self-employed. I reckon that guy probably pulled in three hundred grand a year. He was and doing four hundred k in in Adelaide radio money. Dude, that's what I'm saying. So he's pulling in the big bucks. Yeah. And um, he never hit traction of like the super level, but he still managed to make as much as probably Ed Cavalier because he needed to get his heroin. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> you know even, when, like, even when he wasn't doing the 400K, he was still managing to maintain uh, like a three-figure uh, heroin addiction daily with no, with no income, right? With absolutely no income. And <laughs> but then like the way the way he was doing it was he was <laughs> he was he was rolling around Melbourne going to people like, "Yeah, mate, I'll come to a uh, I'll come to a show in your living room for $50. I'll oh, come to a show in your living room for the exact amount that a fix costs." <laughs> Dude, I loved it because he did courses to open mics and they go like, "I'll help direct your show." They'd come in and cuz he was drug fuck, he'd laugh at everything. And go, that's incredible. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, he just validates the ego. They go, so what about this joke? And I realized my mum was in the bin and he's like, ah! but he's actually <laughs> laughing because he's got $300. <laughs> yeah. Well, the ultimate move, right? The ultimate fleety move, which I've heard he's pulled off several or had pulled off several times, uh, was you book as many gigs as you can in a row, but you get payment for all of them up front and you go to none of them. Oh, mate, that's unbelievable. You know what you actually need? <laughs> This is, you got Jim's moaning, and I say it yeah. on stage now, it's like, 
You need to harness people like Fleety and all of them and get them part of your franchise. And all you do is pay them drugs and food. And then they've got the endeavor. I'm like, mate, you need to mow. 800 houses today to get your fucking hit. And it becomes like a brothel or a, a prostitute. Well, no, that, but that doesn't work. I know that doesn't work because, uh, like, a heroin addict will never, like, there are, I know there are high-functioning ones, but the ones who are scraping the bottom, bottom of the barrel, the real train-spotting guys, yeah. they're not, like, they're not going out and, and progressing yeah, yeah, yeah. through a career. Otherwise, no, we're they talking be about different it. drugs. I'm talking about meth, right? I supply meth to people and I run a lawn mowing business and these fuckheads work through the night. I give them mine lights. They, they're mowing through the night and I just keep driving around in a truck and needling them up or yeah. going, hey, hey, mate, come to the truck. Come and have a well-earned break. Get under this blanket. <laughs> fucking suck on that glass Barbie and get the fuck back out there, you piece of shit. And then I tattoo on the back, wolves, you know, like a slave tattoo. I want to own them so that other <laughs> other rival gangs know. Brand them on the forehead. That's what you want. Dude, you want Andrew Wolf's lawn mowing business? They're advertised on the actual head. And I'm like, you fucking tattoo it. <laughs> and it's you, and it's the logo is you with like a butane torch in front of you. Like like Jim's mowing outline. I love that you couldn't fire out because I had the same with a gardener. Like he was a pommy guy when we were rich and he came in, he did a shit job. I used I liked him because he'd laugh at my jokes like Fleety. Yeah, I was like, yeah. he validated me. I'd come out. I was this young uh, dickhead sitting around our water fountain in the pool drinking and he was like, he looked up to me because uh, he didn't know that what was to come, <laughs> that it was all to fall away. <laughs> yeah. But this guy, like when we had our second kid, he knitted his, 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 mom, his wife's crocheted Thornton. Welcome to the world, Thornton. And he had asked me how to spell it. And uh, he goes, mate, exciting times for you. And then I had to fire him about three weeks later because I'd lost all my money. But I loved it. He thought he ingratiated like we were going to be close mates. And he goes, he goes um, so what do you mean you're getting rid of me? And I go, oh, mate, it turns out like a lawn mowing machine costs 300 bucks, which is all I pay you. And I'm like, it's not a very hard job, dude. I'm going to do it. Like anyone can get on math. Oh, no. And mow lawns can't. Look, this bit seems unnecessary where you're like, where you're belittling the man. Dude, I loved the moment because this was the greatest moment. He drove past in his van and he, you know how they got the branding? Yeah. Like Giuseppe's fucking mowing. Yeah. He's come up with a jingle. He's got keychains, hats no one wants. Us. <laughs> you want a fridge magnet? I'm like, get out of my house. I don't want a fucking fridge magnet from a lawn mowing machine. Mate, I told you, round the side to get to the back garden, please, not through the home. I'm like, look, you're not creating apple here mate don't you don't need branding just fucking make sure those sticks aren't in my pool after you've done <laughs> clipping the hedge right but anyway the moment was he drove past in his little fucking hire van and i was mowing the lawn i felt horrible <laughs> i was gross. mowing the lawn for an inspection but i was faster but than that's oh, but the, hold on that's that's the, that's the thing is right that that's absolutely fine like you're feeling bad because you've lost the ability to provide someone with a little bit of money in their uh, in their weird little lawn mowing yeah, business yeah well i suppose it validated it because it'd been worse if there had been another yeah, lawn mower see that's the problem if, if they go past and they see someone else and they and but dude they don't cut corners and this is why they're idiots pennies take care of the pounds he used to sweep up all the leaves. Yeah. I did a very different approach. I started in the back of the house, used my air blower, yeah. blew it all through the house, and then blew it onto the street. I'm like, what are you, what, <laughs> yeah. what are you going to sue me for fucking fly tipping? I'm like, these are fucking <laughs> sticks. I can blow it onto the neighbor's house. What are they going to do? Oh, you've littered, you've littered nature onto the other neighbor's no, house. I'm it like, was very windy. They looked at me. I'm like, what, are you, what am I doing? 
This is nature's fucking nature's <laughs> plan, dude. That your driveway. Yeah, that's such a bold move. Is to move, just move it on over the property line and go. Look, dude. oh, it looks good today, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, well, Steve, I was pissed off, cause... Steve. You're gonna need to do something about all these leaves, mate. Some of them are coming onto my property. Oh no, no, I just, I just blew mine. They're all, they're all taken care of. These are yours. I knew I wasn't gonna be in Nedlands again, and I hated these stuck-up fucks from the moment I lived there. Yeah. It was just people that showed off. But mate, what a moment where they go, hey, mate, some of those sticks are hitting my driveway and then you chase them inside with the air blower and I'm like going oh stick this up your ass you fucking privileged fuck I'm going to live back with my parents do you think I care <laughs> do you think I care about your wealth the man I had this cleaner ages ago she was really good okay and then yeah. she uh, she's like oh I can't clean she's Polish She uh, just to make sure we cover the race she's Guatemalan <laughs> what's it called uh, Guantanamo Bay what's her name Guantanamo yeah I've had well it's Warsaw I think this one's called Warsaw. Dude, you've got to call them all like uh, weird prison prison uh, uh, Cold War references. Like that's their name. <laughs> What's your name? Warsaw. No, yeah. it's where it's uh, Wendy. I'm like, you're gonna be called Warsaw. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you're fucking sore on the eyes and also Polish. So that makes you know it all ties oh, in. Oh mate, hey. Well, meet me down, new uh, gardening boy, Pol Pot. We love him. <laughs> and it was like, I've told you a hundred times, my name's not Pol Pot. And like, we love calling him Pol Pot. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Get out there, Pol Pot. Blow the leaves onto the neighbor's fucking trampoline. Fucking turds. They're never Australian. I've had a South African. This, that guy was hopped up on meth, man. Like, he was he was a true mental case. I don't know if I told that story before, but... Dude, how funny is this? How funny is this? You get a... Immigrants speak perfect English, they're third generation, and because you're that rich, you get an interpreter, just to explain, <laughs> for the first day. You're like, hey, I've got the guy that does my coffees, and, and they realise they're different nationalities. And I'm like, same thing. I'm like, I'm Portuguese, and this is a Vietnamese. And I'm like, it's all the same to me, cunts. Sort it out with your fucking migrant language. I only hear E's. That's it. The first bit's irrelevant to me. It's ease is all I hear. You're I'm one like, of them. All, all I know is you do menial labor, yeah. so you probably have a lot in common. So explain. I've got my coffee guy to explain to you yeah. what I want at the garden. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't speak Portuguese. I'm, I'm Vietnamese. And you're like, mate, you're a fucking interpreter. Fucking interpret. Work it out, mate. I don't do menial labour, so you've got a lot in common. Get Both get your dish gloves on and explain what you do out in your fucking work shit. I don't want problems, cunt. I want solutions. Mate, and he's like... <laughs> Dude, you know what's so funny? It's life, fate means that I'll now have to do those jobs. But the thing is, it's not going to work, right? Say I end up doing those jobs, mm. I'll steal immediately from the franchise. Yeah. And I'll be back, baby. And by fra by franchise, you mean like whoever's home that you're in cleaning. What I'm saying is they go, oh, you uh, wolf has to do coffees now. I'm at Starbucks. And within weeks, I'm going to find a way to get a loyalty card discount and start pulling thousands every week. Imagine that. I mean, like, I've never made so yeah, much well, money. People will come around your house and they'll be like, what, what's, all, what's all this? What, what's this? And you say, oh. Don't worry about it. It's just forty tons of beans. I've got, I've got, but I've got a buyer for them. So I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig my way out of this hole with beans that I've Mate, stolen. Mate, I've stolen forty thousand tons of beans. I can't sell them for five years. So I've got a, a vacant lot that I buried them in. Once the the fuzz is fucked off, this is a new breed. And people will say. Oh, that wolfie, always scheming, huh? Always scheming. Wow, mate. 
He's always got a plan, always got a business strategy. This Polish lady is great at cleaning. She's really good. Um, and then Mate, she, they all are, these Poles. They're great workers. Oh, really good, the Poles. One day she goes, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, I cannot, uh, cannot clean house anymore. I have fun. Mate, you can't do these accents. <laughs> no, no, I'm about she, to go to Melbourne. White. It's fine. She's white, man. That one's all right. We've covered Dude, this. No, I, I'm about to go to Melbourne and I've realised I've got to like smooth off some rough edges Mm-mm. i don't really because no one's coming to the fucking show but i realize i do a balinese accent there's another reference to king hitting a down syndrome boy on the way home from work which is not what i say it's what uh um, uh fucking baby boomer says well so it, that's exactly it it's not you it's someone that you've made up for the purposes of well, comedy and the thing is i'm talking about how disgusting they are yeah and you've used a straw man to kind of convey your point so it should be fine that you yeah. get away with it but my problem is I know in Melbourne they'll be like, he's disgusting, he king hit a down, downsy. I'm like, mate, a downsy. I didn't hit it. He king hit a downsy. He king hit a downsy and is out. You know how funny oh, it is? to Andrew? Oh, haven't seen him in a while. Oh, came to Melbourne, <laughs> MICS, and he, and he king hit a downsy. Oh, Dude, I love that though. Like, that's always happening. <laughs> he's always doing that. How weak are people... People, human beings now, they're like, I'm triggered. I'm triggered. If I say the word, mate, King hit a downsy on the way home from work, <laughs> let off some stress, that, that will wreck their day. And they'll try and get me cancelled. Like, they're so weak that I can actually say that. But it's such a powerful thing because you've got, uh, uh, it's like a minority, uh, it's a PC thing, but you've got downs in there. You've got the King hit, which you're not meant to use anymore. It's coward punch. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then you've got a kid. It's perfect. Mate, this is, you know, you're really going to show it to the PC police, aren't you? The old PC brigades are going to fucking hate you. Mate, I love it because I saw one act and the he, he, opening thing was like, if you've come for Nanette, this isn't like that. Oh. This show's actually funny. Oh. And he opens with that. And then he said, Wait, look, hold, I'm hold having- on. How was that? How was that received? I think he crushed because he had like family and friends there. You go, Gavo. You're better than them. Oh, you're better. And then he was like, I'm fucked off. No, none of the best newcomer judges are even coming to see my fucking masterpiece. (laughs) 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 Dude, I'm like, your show, it all shows suck. Do you know what the thing is I'm hating now? It's comedy sucks to me. Can we, oh, just quick, before before we move, Wolfie was trying to get a little plug out there. And I think it's important that we do sit on it for a minute and just remind people that uh, Wolfie will be at Melbourne Comedy Festival on the 5th until the 12th of April. 5th, of, 5th to 12th, man. And the oh, thing- look, I got that right. I only have it in front of me. That's pretty good. But my point is, if you're listening to this and you're in Melbourne and you do not go and see Wolfie's show, then someone from the loony left, they might, one of those, one oh. of those socially progressive types might accidentally wander in. Me not understand. Me not understand. <laughs> Understand why you're upset. Imagine if you did that. That's unbelievable. They come off stage and go, "You were offensive up there." And you go, "Me not understand you. <laughs> me not, me not speak English." <laughs> and they lose their mind. <laughs> oh, dude, this is my show next year. Me not speaking English. <laughs> me not speaking English. <laughs> Andrew Wolf presents me not speaking. Andrew Wolf, and it's. Wall-to-wall accents. Get me to the chopper and then say, me not speaking English. <laughs> Every bit is done in a different accent. <laughs> I'd open with a deaf voice. I open with two minutes yeah. of deaf voice. <laughs> oh, and that's great. People crying. You, you can explore the deaf voice in different, uh, from different regions. Dude, 
<laughs> Someone in a scarf tries to take their own life. All right, guys, hold on. How about this? It's a downsy, but he's from Japan. Let me just take my eyes back. Here we go. Japan! I think I'm Japanese. I think I really think so. And I'm like, someone, one of the hipster, progressive hipsters tries to hang herself with her own scarf during my show. <laughs> because she can't, her ears are bleeding. And all right. And I'm like, Minora. And just imagine if you didn't react. Imagine if you doubled down and just became like a parody of the YouTube stars. Like you just lean into it. Yeah. And you're out the front on a microphone and all the promoters are like, who's that fucking white guy? And you're yelling, me not speaking English. <laughs> Come see my show. <laughs> Dude, that is so good. Oh. There's open mic and knocking around Brisbane. William Wang, he's got this great joke about someone being, <laughs> someone being offended and coming up to him afterwards and be like, that's what you said was really offensive. And, and like, I don't think you should stereotype like that. And him going, look, I totally agree with you, but man, you've got the wrong Asian. That wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I've heard, I've heard that joke in a different version. I'm sure it's been used before, but it does tickle it's me. It's this classic one and go, I'm sorry to offend you. And, uh, Amy Schumer had one, but uh, then I realized someone stole it off her and she stole it off. Everyone stole their ultimate joke was originally Patrice O'Neill. And then every joke is just a stolen oh, yeah, version of his premise. Yeah, yeah. What I've realized is almost every album is stolen, a premise stolen from Patrice, just with new anecdotes. Mm -hmm. Instead of blacks, it's Asians. Do you know, if you look back <laughs> on, no, because what I think people did is they mined him on Anthony and Opie. Opie and Anthony. I don't know how you could screw that one up because it's so uncomfortable to say Anthony and Opie. Dude, don't you not understand that there's a humour and always getting names wrong? <laughs> Do you, it's, it's a, it's I know, funny. But, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. But you're, you're sort of like bumbling incompetence. Anthony <laughs> Opie. Often just comes through as bumbling incompetence because not only, are you, not only are you doing Anthony and Opie, but you're just unable to pronounce basic words. Dude, I'm saying Anthony and Opie. <laughs> okay, not Opie. Oh, Opie. Sorry, man. Sorry, I didn't catch the nuance of your P to B. Oh, what a, what a fucking gag was mate look wolf oh, have you listened to the latest episode of sure thing they took a they took a two-month hiatus but then wolfie came back and he had a brilliant bit where he changed all of his p's to b's and no we all we all never noticed until the very end when he did a big reveal and it was oh it was hysterical how he laughed at him oh do you know you, listen mate Anyway, we were listening to Anthony and Moby. <laughs> I saw you fucking Googling Moby to make sure that, that was the right up, one. I saw I his, like, his face lit up white as he went on Google and his eyes glazed over. And he's like, who's that guy who did that song? Oh, that's right. It's Moby, that bald-headed fuck. Yeah, that'll be good. Dude, I suddenly realised I was like... Um, a bridge too far if I got one more name wrong. Like the joke, the fact the fact that I would say, oh, yeah, I always do it for a bit of a joke. Yeah, that's such a great defence, man. Oh, no, it's, it's just my bit. It's a life, but I do. Do you know what? Don't come to the show. You know what? Don't fucking come to the show because what I've realised yeah. is the ultimate comedy is that I go to Melbourne. It's all, all low, uh, the roads are lined with gold. I arrive. I watched all the people with management go off to do their medieval roasts and, and wank off over their ticket sales. I arrive to no one. A few people don't even recognise me. I see acts I've fucking gigged with the week before pretending they don't know me because, <laughs> because of my cursed. They obviously know my show sucks and the sales. I then cancel most of the shows, perform to about three sure thingers, come back 
Come back having lost thousands of dollars because I ended up spending 19 grand on Facebook ads <laughs> in the last week. Yeah, because then, you fuck up the lifetime daily budget and you set it up dude, and let it run. <laughs> dude, I spent $19,000 and get three tickets from people that sat on their phone in a Starbucks. And then, had, and then I fucking... I'd come back to Perth, quick comedy, and go fly and fly out and work on the mines. Man, if you live in Perth, you don't have to fly and fly out, can't you just drive? <laughs> Dude, you know what's so good? It's yeah, not Perth a, it's not is a re- if you're based in the camp. Perth, Perth is already one of the camps. All you do is walk out of your house and you're on the mine. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's, you know well, what's so you're funny? just out there on your street with a pickaxe going, mate, I'm going to hit something. Think about it because life mirrors art and... The greatest show would be for the show to fail and me watching the show fail and then me ending up quitting comedy and listening to my own podcast in the desert. Oh, yeah. As I drive like Mad Max into the abyss for the next 30 years to pay off a very small house in the suburbs that I hate, that I never renovate because I resent it. I just grow weeds. You know what I want to do is get a house and just grow weeds so they grow over the fence into the neighbours' mm. renovated get houses. Get some of those cre- like creeping vines um, put in. So think about this, man. It's like spilling over, filth spilling over my asbestos fence. So what I do is just I water these plants and just basically grow creeper vines into all my neighbours' <laughs> renovated houses. So they have to spend their whole weekends chopping, chopping to try keep it out of their pool. And I just feed it. Grow, my pretties, grow with fertilising. My comedy never worked. Grow, pretties, grow. And they're going, this fucking crazy prick feeds. He used, he's got hydroponic set up to mm. grow creepers into their renovated house. How's this for a move, man? Neighbour goes away, right? Uh, neighbor's mm. gone. You get in one of the gyms mowing, and you spend. It probably cost a bit. It probably cost like a twenty, a twenty grand. Yeah, it probably mm. cost at least twenty grand. And the big ones are way more expensive. But while they're on holiday, they're like, "Oh, mate, would you mind? Would you mind feeding the cat and, and looking after the fish for us?" You get the keys, and you get an uh, you get an arborist in to put in like an already grown native Australian tree. Right, you spend oh. like the fifty grand, and you put it right in the fucking front lawn. It's like thirty feet high. It completely obscures their view from from every window, and it overshadows uh, all of the neighbors. Oh, this is great! They come back, right, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And then they go to have it removed, and they're like, "Sorry, this is the protected tree. You can't have it moved." <laughs> oh, mate, this is the best. I thought you were gonna go the other way, where they go, "Can you look after my garden?" And then when they come back, you go, executive decision, garden's gone. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Man, that's such a great fucking phrase to use after fucking someone. <laughs> mate, mate what's, what's going on? You've knocked through the kitchen and bathroom wall. It's one of executive, mate, executive decision. decision. Too far to walk to the fridge. Oh, mate, cost-benefit analysis. That, was, that, that tree was 40 steps to the fridge before and now it's six. It's much easier to have a fucking drink while I'm on the can. And they're like, where's the eucalyptus tree? <laughs> Executive decision, too much work. <laughs> you got a clothesline there now, you piece of shit. <laughs> you got a fucking hill's hoist there now, you dumb cunt. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, so funny, man. Oh, man. I love that. That is good. That is real Mate, fun. But do you know what the thing is, man? Yeah. The... Yeah, the, the festival sucks, mate, because you know <laughs> what I've realised? You're not fucking there yet, man. You're at home still complaining No, but it just about- turns into admin. 
you know what? I've probably sold as many. This t- is Schrodinger's fucking. This is your Schrodinger's fuckhead right now. That's the thing. You're not in. You're nowhere near Melbourne. I did an open mic to 120 people and got paid a few hundred dollars. Yeah. And I worked out. I, I'm probably going to perform to half of that over 10 days in an Airbnb, <laughs> commuting in and out. And I'm like, I've got to fucking, I've got to advertise. And I don't care. Like, I don't want anyone to come to this show. I don't care if you like it or not. I hate the, I hate the material. <laughs> I hate performing it. I'm like, it's meaningless to me. I'm better off to do a corporate. I, oh, mate, you know what? I had the best moment. Yeah. This was the best moment. I always thought maybe one day I'll get back to insolvency. Pete Rosethorn hooked me up with a corporate gig mm. and guess who it was to three or four, 500 insolvency, the, the top brass oh, of Perth. Really? Now back, back before I set up broking, I'd emailed some of them. They didn't respond. Yeah. And I looked out and all the networks, my old partner was staring at me as I yelled cunt. And I remember his, his, his face dropping as I said, leaning in through a fucking glory hole. I saw him <laughs> looking at me and I was like, I'm never going to work ever again in insolvency. For $1,000, I fucking wrote off my entire chartered accountancy qualification. I can't work in insolvency. Did you, um, did you go after, like, did you bring up the fact that you used to be in insolvency? Dude, the only thing, the only reference I said, I know you're looking at me. It looks like we've got nothing in common. You guys work all in, in insolvency, and I'm currently insolvent. <laughs> 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 so, so you'll probably be dealing with me as a client shortly. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That's real fun. They like that because they, they've got the gallows humour. They were like, ah, he's going to lose his fucking family house. <laughs> How big's the room in Melbourne? Mate, it's so tiny. This is the other thing. I loved it in Perth. I'm telling everyone, I've sold it out. Sold it out and they go, you go, boy, you go get some, you're all right. And it was like fucking maybe like 60 or 70 because of COVID restrictions, mm. should have been 100. Yeah. When people came in, they were shocked. The reviews were like, look, I was a little bit shocked about how small the crowd was. Because <laughs> I'm selling out like I'm doing the gala. Yeah, yeah. But, but then, um, yeah, man, the thing is, I, I've reached a point where like comedy, you realise every job is just burdened by admin. Yeah. Everyone big ups and they, oh, I'm a comedian. But then you realise it's the same dog shit. Invoices, mm-hmm. promotion, mm-hmm. branding. I'm like, everything is tr- uh, cursed by money. Yeah. Don't you think? There's no enjoyment. No. What joy am I going to have out there? I hate it. There's no, and all there's I no do joy. is get to humiliate myself because people that have got it, by going there, I show that I want it. So they can all lord it up as they tiptoe around with their family roast from or whoever fucking funds it. They go out for buffets every lunch, I think, and just gorge. Ticket sales, they're already done. We're done. We've fucking, you're, you're on TV now, son. And I've got to wander around and everyone can look at me at the poor boy locked like Oliver Twist, locked out of the feast. It's fucking frustrating, man. Yeah, the problem is by going there, you've admitted uh, already that, I want it. Yeah, yeah. So Dude, it's this vibe, right? It's the cool kids and having and, a house and party. And now what you're doing, now what you're doing on the podcast is you are publicly claiming that you don't want it in a sort of attempt to regain uh, some yeah, semblance yeah, yeah, yeah. of dignity, which you know that you don't have because it's you like do want cool it kids. or you'd cancel it. That's the thing. If you really didn't care, you'd cancel it and you wouldn't leave the house. It's the cool kids having a house party and then I would say, sorry, mate, I'm busy. 
I'm doing drugs with someone from TV. Well, you know what I mean? But the reality is I rock up. Greg Fleet and I are fleecing someone in their living room out of 50 bucks. This is how it feels. <laughs> cool house party. I arrive and go, hey, guys. I know I wasn't really invited, but I got nine kegs in the uh, in the car. You can help yourselves if you let me stand around in the fucking fringes and look at you living your life. And it's effectively like I'm paying money to have a cosplay experience. I'm going out <laughs> to pretend I'm a comedian. <laughs> I go to hang around the festival and I'm like, oh, I'm at Hi-Fi dancing. How's your show going? I'm like, let's not focus on that. Let's just live for tonight, Craig Fleet. Let's just live for tonight. <laughs> you only live once. We're in the, I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. And like none of, no, 90% of the people there are not comedians. You're in there trying to beg people to come in mm. and you get to hang out with uh, Husey for 13 minutes mm. as Husey sort of, how's your show going? And I'm like, look, some kinks in maybe the marketing, but we're going to get there, some Husey. Kinks in the marketing. There's some kinks <laughs> that I have to iron out in the marketing. Man, that's a fucking slogan for you, cunt. Andrew Wolf, how is he? Oh, mate, some kinks in the marketing. <laughs> <laughs> few kinks in the marketing that need some ironing out. Look, there's a market there for me. The final night. What do you mean by ironing out? Oh, he needs an iron put through his fucking head because he is going to kill <laughs> someone soon. Look. It wasn't the, a massive success, but there was enough there to give me hope. Final <laughs> night, over 13 punters in, loving what I did. <laughs> Look, mate, you couldn't hear the laughs because there was only 13 of them, but you could hear the smiles and, oh, they were big fucking smiles. Look, they couldn't hear the laughs because I had the air conditioning jacked up because I was sweating from nerves. <laughs> <laughs> what, room, what room are you in? What venue? Because I was having panic attacks every night. Oh, I'm at Imperial, man, and this is the problem, dude. The I Imperial. can't. Wait, wait, who, hold on, who runs? the imperial uh carl chandler oh okay but not not the euro no he's running both but the problem Wait, is hold on he didn't even give you the euro <laughs> euros for the big doggies man that's what i'm saying man like i thought i thought he liked man did you lose all his money as well <laughs> dude you know what the thing is i um come on that was good respond to that one <laughs> no but i haven't lost all the new clients are doing well everyone's cruising i'll tell you what's good though um Imperial, we're sort of upstairs, so yeah. it's a weird cloak. It's sort of yeah, the that is good, man. You're not you're not near any of the foot traffic. They're not getting in the way. Well, no, what I'm saying is <laughs> no that one's blocking up the doors. It's just yeah, you, you go around the back, and there's some there's a fire escape, and if you walk up it, we're on a roof. We're on a roof next to one of those spinning things. Well, what actually happens around, is some of the you're big... You're not really sure what it does. Fiona O'Loughlin has her show maybe downstairs. So people come and check in their bags into my room, which is the cloak room. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I take tickets and then I perform to the, a f a hand, the three people that come. And then I try uh, flyer people when they come and get their bags and coats. <laughs> so yeah, that, yeah. Man, you, that's, what, that's what I love. I've had people say this to me before about being in town hall. And they're like, oh, town hall's great. And you're like, yeah, is it? And you're like, oh, it's so good, man, because of uh, overspill. And you're like, what do you mean? Like, oh, well, people rock up. And they're like, oh, I want to see Will Anderson. I want to see Judith Lucy. Oh they're, oh, they're all, oh, they're all sold out. Oh, well, I guess we'll just keep going down the list and then we'll land on... Oh, we'll go to this cunt show, I guess. I suppose we'll go. You're to that guy that harassed me as I was getting out the train and tried to shove a flyer in my bag. That's the show I want to see. The guy that wouldn't let, would, wouldn't take no for an answer. The guy who sold me the ticket is the same guy with the microphone in his oh, hand. Oh, mate, when we were at the COVID testing line, the guy that tried to <laughs> shove it into my bag. <laughs> Nick Carr. <laughs> I want to go to that show. <laughs> Wait, where's Nick performing? Where's Nick? Is, cause His show's over, mate. Is it over? He's come and gone. Oh, really? Where was he? 
I don't know, man. But you know what? No, I just want to know if I just want to know if Carl gave him euro and he didn't give you. He's he's in the he was in the same room as me. I think. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Did he go so. all right? I think Fiona's in our room. Well, hopefully in a bigger one. Fiona, who knows, mate? Dude, you know what the thing is? Spillover. We've been getting that on the Sure Thing podcast. If you want to listen to it on Australian Financial, well, Review. now this is your this is your theory. I don't know about this. Terrific uh, pod, much terrific. better than us. Well researched, yeah, hard hitting well things. It's a different thing. A real joy. I had. I loved listening to it, and a real breath of fresh air from the garbage we put out. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. I haven't listened to it yet, but I I do uh, I do also own the business uh, name uh, Sure Thing Podcast. So I think there's a very good chance that at some point, once they've, maybe once they've finished and they've sort of wrapped it all up, that I could go after them for damages, and then we could use that Dude, to fund Sure Thing. And how good fine. is it? You know what our damages will be like. All right, two cups of coffee. <laughs> we missed out. No, no, I want them to. I want them to issue damages. Like the judge goes, okay, well, I don't really know how this whole thing works but I, I from what i can understand the only way to make it better is that if you the australian financial review tracks down every one of your podcast listeners and makes them listen to the equivalent number of sure thing podcast episodes so yeah. that their stats go up and they get more ratings <laughs> that Dude, would the be thing, the dream the man. thing is their pods like the old school pod where they over research it and it's like coming up we find yeah. out more than we expected when an old high school colleague of Lucas gets in contact and says his menacing schemes were much, <laughs> you know, much before when we first anticipated. And Next, here's a lazy, because the all sure 30 thing. minutes, man. There's Dude, all 30, 30 minutes minute and it's dragged out. Coming up, the story's taken a turn. Yeah, Lucas yeah. was actually... In a surprising twist, we find Lucas has been embezzling money from... And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. And do 30 minutes and then you've got three-minute ad... If you're enjoying the sure thing, listen to <laughs> Ralfonso's. And then it's got Mackenzie's lawyers, sponsors of our sure thing. And I'm like, you idiots. It's a fucking insider trading thing. How much research do you need to do? You've got a fucking whiteboard chalking pass all the timelines. I'm like, 13 minutes research. There's yeah. your show. Lick a dick, you fucking dummy. All you do, you go on Wikipedia. This is how I've researched every ad and every little piece of content that we've made for this for Sure Thing podcast, which I will start referring to as Sure Thing A. Sure Thing A is Dude, that's how we did the short the shorting episode. I had had a mental breakdown, so I wasn't listening to any of it. So I was Googling mm -hmm. as you were talking. What's shorting? I'm like, shorting is the... And then I got a lot of messages <laughs> from people going, like, you don't even understand shorting. And I was like, oh, hold on. We did have one message. We did have one message that you forwarded me, and all of the complaints in there were completely inaccurate. Like they were all fucking inaccurate, and it annoyed me because it seemed like the person had just wanted, just wanted to belittle you and bring you down when you were obviously in a time, and still are in a time of crisis. And what you really needed was a was a, uh, a words from a friend, maybe a hug. What I really need is mental health nurse visiting me every day. <laughs> To check my pulse. <laughs> I need someone to come in and go, you're going to be all right. It's all going to be all right. And then drive off in their Datsun to their shitty life. Do you know, this is a, you know the problem is because I'm so judgmental. No one can help me unless I respect them. So I see them arrive, these do-gooders in their sort of tea tree shirts. And they're like, it's all going to work out. I'm like, well, it didn't for you. You're struggling, right? You're coming, hanging around a mental health, a mental you spend all your days around nut jobs to pay your mortgage. I'm like, this is a fucking shit outcome, son. I'm like, you can't, how can you be upbeat where, where you're at? 
You should be on medication. How's Dr. Ramir going? Is he good? Ramir, I haven't gone to him, man. Well, who have you gone to? I went through, um, what, for, my, for, for seeing a psychiatrist? Yeah. I'm still on the waiting list. Why you haven't been to one yet? <laughs> no. well, I thought, mate. I thought you were drugged up and all right. I thought they had you on lithium. Oh yeah, I've, I've been to. I've been to a psychiatrist, not a psychologist. That's what I mean. A psychiatrist isn't that? Is a, I can't remember his name. The one that I no, I to. went to. I went to another guy. Another one. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why was he? A, what? What ethnicity was this? Mate, one? you know what the my favorite moment no, is. Hold on, hold on. What ethnicity was this one, Mister uh, Mister Disrespect? It wasn't a Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> was he a Downsy? No, he looked like me. What you really want your psych? <laughs> like, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, don't try to sneak that by. <laughs> this is the dream psych. It's like Booperad, a better version of you. It looks exactly like a mirror you, but he's successful. And no, during that's not the dream psych. That's the nightmare, man. That's the nightmare. No, because you, it gives you you, you get advice from to, you want no 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 you no, want your nightmare. Tyler Durden. You want your Tyler Durden when you're no. in there, and he goes like, "Look what I'm banging," and he goes, no. "You could have this as well, Wolf. You are me. I am Wolf." And he goes, "No, take the meds, take the meds, and bang this big boo boos." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a fever dream, or yeah. that's a nightmare where you walk into a room and you meet a version of yourself that did well and you go oh no but they're gonna help you they counsel you and they say mate what you need to do is lose your temper stop blaming your mum stop blaming your mum and you can have this and then he drives off in a sports car and then a few <laughs> years later you're racing in sports car going thanks better version <laughs> booper version of me you turned my life around it turned out blaming my mum and scratching uh, colleagues' car vehicles when I went into work was the reason I kept losing my job. <laughs> I could be a success yeah, too. No, yeah, but you know this isn't true because this is this is a this is a false narrative because you know that you're uh, you're unfixable. So how is this gonna how is this gonna work? It's not gonna happen. Dude, the booper version of me will give me hope. Booper Wolfie is gonna get in your head. Booper Wolfie's gonna be going, mate. All you need to do is this, and you're gonna start doing. You'll try doing the things, and then one, you know, you you uh, it'll be like, no, no, you, you can fix it. You take a multivitamin, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then one day you'll be trying to get the multivitamins out of the jar, and then you'll drop them all on the floor, and you'll scream, and you have to fucking smash your head into a faucet in the kitchen. Oh, sink. mate, yeah, this is right. Fuck, I lost track of what you were saying. You complete what you need. Com, what you need is a com, someone who's completely different to you to come in, and you go. Uh, I mean, I <laughs> this might be too cooked, but this is why. This is why I think that uh, uh, Doctor Ramir or whatever his fucking name was. Ramir someone, wouldn't touch me. He looked at it. He said he's not taking any new clients. Oh, after you sent? Did you send him like a a, a few pages? Over I email? sent him. I sent him. Uh, <laughs> Sign up. <laughs> <laughs> you sent him a short thing application. But what I was going to say is uh, the, the good thing about Ramir is that you go there and you, like, you see something completely, completely different. And because you're a massive racist, right, you don't have the ability to sort of empathize with them and they're almost alien in, in, oh. in their approach. And so you, you don't know. Are they, are they a guru? What are they? That is perfect. It's like the gardener. You're like, I don't know what you do with that smelly dirt. Just get it done. So you let yeah, you, you yeah. give them the benefit of the doubt, and you go like, "Yeah, get rid of the skid marks." I don't know what you do. As soon as you hear that Polish accent, you're like, "Mate, what the? Fuck? You did not fucking do the edging right last week, well at all." You, you lie back and close your eyes, and just go like, "Oh, these pe these people, their, their ancestors. This is all they've ever known. They know how to uh -huh. deal with this shit." 
I let yeah. them take care of. But I still. This think is why people like Eastern medicine, man, because they can go in and someone who doesn't look like them goes, oh, and then they give them a fucking jar of ground up nutmeg, and then they they're fine. Dude, no, the problem is the problem is I don't like. It's like trying to be funny for money. The fact is, I don't like the psychiatrist or psychologist because they talk about how easy life is. And I'm like, well, why aren't you living one? Why are you trapped in this gutter with damaged people to make money? And maybe they get a reward out of it. But you know what I mean? I, as I said, my ultimate guy is Elon Musk saying, look, I see a lot of you in with me. You know, get the meds. You'll be good. <laughs> a lot I'm, of you and me. <laughs> Anthony and Opie. And I'll, like, I'll be like, thanks, Elon. And he'd be like, you know what? You too could set up a space X. And I'm like, thanks, Elon. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I will go and work at Officeworks and build my self-esteem back up and become Elon. But you know you what I mean? You seem like you're very close to being indoctrinated into a cult or becoming one of those people who goes to Landmark Forum. This is what you're talking about, man. You're talking about a Tony Robbins or a Landmark Forum. Well, that's what Forum I'm saying to you. When I'm they don't provide you any actual help, you go in. And they're like, all right, guys, what we're going to do? Oh, well, mate, Wolfie's here. Wolfie's new. He's coming. He's, oh, he's mental. He's absolutely deranged. But what we're going to do is we're going to clap it out of him. Everyone, everyone's going to clap what I'm together. Saying. And listen, Wolfie, listen to the claps. These are the claps of people who think, oh, no, that you can do better. And you're like, oh, I can do better. And you're crying. Oh, I, can I do can't better. see tangible evidence of the better life. I see people arrive. They've got cakes. They're in a the hall. They're clapping. <laughs> but I'm like, show me your house. <laughs> I want to see you outside of this jet ski. Oh, this fucking, this uh, sports day that we're doing with Landmark. I want to see where you are. I want to see you on a train on a Sunday night. No, but night. that's it, man. That's, you see the, you're, you're seeing the leader of Landmark or you're seeing the Tony Robbins come in and you're like, oh, this guy's got it all. And he's like, you can have it all too. And you're like, I can have it all. But really all, he's, all, all they've done is taken your $50 to go to their seminar and they've, and they've filled up the tank with it. That's what, that's what we've always said. The, the problem is, and it's what I, I said to all the psychs, um, you know, oh, well, you've got to try to find your happiness again. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I know where it is. Give me fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I know where you're getting happy because I'm paying you. And I said, if you were paying me, I would be feeling fucking pretty happy, wouldn't I? If we ask this question to your psych... If you were paying me right now, I'm pretty sure I'd be feeling fucking as good as you. Do you know what I mean? So maybe I don't need meds at all. Maybe I need to be charging you and then you'll be feeling bad and I'll be feeling good, right? Yes. This is Anthony Robbins. If I say to Anthony Robbins and he goes, I can change your life. And I go, I can change my life. I'm Anthony Robbins. <laughs> you're not. me. And I'm like, I'm pretty happy. Executive decision. You get it? You get it, dickhead? You get what you're selling, you liar? You scam artist, you fucking snakeskin salesman, fucking oil, selling the oil, the, the, the cough elixir. I'm like, you understand to the psych, that's what you, the, any psychiatrist, if you say, I'm pretty sure I can fix this. If I start yeah. charging you for these sessions, I'm happy, bro. Like, I'm happy. Yeah. Executive decision is my office now. And oh, you're the patient. And I'm bulk billing you. And Medicare's going to take care of the rest. Do you know what I love is that they try to always separate their counselling. You always want it to be like cable guy, where every patient should become a vexation to them and actually start pestering them in the real world. Yeah, hey, Dr. Regendi. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing here at the tennis courts? And you're like, hey, I'm one of your patients. I'm Andrew. How you going? Do you know what I mean? Just popping up at Cottesloe Beach. Hey, Dr. Regendi. Just letting you know the meds are working. Do you know what I mean? Man, do you, if you were a psych, do you think you would 
I I would feel I I feel like I'd have to carry a weapon, man. Because as soon as as soon as one of you popped up, like one of your patients popped up at the tennis court, you'd be thinking, "This is the day I die, dude. This is it." You, it's like, almost like being a prison warden because you're dealing with nut jobs. My favorite is um, if you it's like seeing uh, you would see a stripper in the real world. The worst must be where you're at a wedding and they introduce and they go, oh, you're going to meet Andrew Wolf. He's incredible. You'll love him. And you're like, hey, Dr. Angie. Do you know what I mean? And it's in a context where you're respected and he's like, good to see you. Still fucking wetting the bed and, and sleeping with a teddy bear. <laughs> but he can't say anything. And he goes, oh, he was incredible. His wife's, he was, that Andrew seemed very put together. Maybe we should invest some money with him. And Angie's like, oh, yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> but he's like, I, look, I can't, I can't talk about anything at all, but no. No. Look, I no, know I, I can't mention who's my patient, but uh, delete his number. <laughs> <laughs> delete Andrew's number. I, I just love it, man, because you reveal it to a stranger. And the best thing, this is right, the confidentiality would lapse. Imagine that, mm. right? You're Dr. Ranji. Then you see him two years later, your fucking Melbourne festivals have failed, you fly in, fly out, and then you're suddenly driving trucks in the desert with Ranji. And he's like, it's all over. I'm like, aren't you a psych anymore? And are like, not anymore. And then you're in the dinner room and everyone's <laughs> laughing at you. Ah, ah, you know, because you can reveal all your, do you know what I mean? You're getting bullied. With people oh, stealing your yeah. teddy bear. I'm saying to you, like, does it last forever? Or does he end up, he's fucked. Well, no, the, I, I think the only thing that they can do uh, is is take away your license to practice. So if if you finish practicing, you can do whatever you want. Or, or hold on, or, or if you, uh, like, if you were to write, okay, if Dr. Rohanji was about to write a book called uh, Andrew Wolf Inside the Mind of a Killer, um, yeah. and he had lost his license already, I wonder if you could, if if like he could go to, if he could go to jail, if could he face criminal or just civil charges? Sure. What are you gonna do? Face, are you gonna? It's like a, you can't a, face a, criminal charges for telling someone that a patient of yours, you, you when you used to be a psych was mental. It's like Australian Financial Review. What what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Fucking sue him? He's like, hey, and you're like, you're living at your parents, and you're like, wait, wait until I rally together some legal funds through the sure thing. We're going for you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take all the money from JC Last Festival and instead of paying the artist with it I'm going to take it and I'm going to put it into a fund Dude. and get a lawyer to sue AFR. <laughs> I don't think any comics will listen to this but if they did that's your move. Liquidate the company <laughs> and start again and you're like whatever what are you going to do guys? Your hands to mouth job keepers ended. What's Crookshank going to do? He's already put on his instance that jobs keepers ended. He's got no legal fund. I'm like bury the cunt. Bury no, him. I no, I've already paid Crookshank because I respect him, you know? I know. Oh, well, I love that, man, because someone else listening hasn't got the money. Do you know what I love? I'm, uh, I'm running through my head trying to make sure I've paid everyone. <laughs> I think I did that, did that before I made the joke. My favourite is like when I did Perth Festival and some people didn't pay you and I, I, I played their lie just to see what sort of person. I was like, oh, don't worry. I'm sure they probably haven't paid you yet. But I knew they'd been paid by another comic. And they'd yeah. go, yeah, yeah, haven't got it. So frustrating. And I was just like, yeah, just interesting to kick the tires and see what sort of fucking duplicitous cunt you are. Do you know what I mean? Just mental note. Just building evidence. Do you know what I mean? I just said, no, nah, don't worry. Hey, I know that they've been a bit slow on the payments, haven't they? Uh, so, you, you know, when you give them a fake excuse and you're like, yeah. oh, let's see if they use this. Yeah, let's see what yeah. sort of turd this is. And they're like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, hopefully on Friday I've been badgering the woman. <laughs> it's so funny, man. It's such a great game to be that sort of crazy person that tests people, always testing the depths of the water with a stick, probing. <laughs> See what sort of person everyone is. So you can fill up your little book with names. And you know what I've realised? Everyone's a liar when pushed. What's your, what's your rating system? For the book with names, is it like you've got the name and then what symbol do you put next to them? Uh, like which one, like uh, to, to denote whether they're fine or whether they're going to an internment camp? Dude, it's, it's the burn book. If, they've got, if I've got photos of their kids being dropped off at school, then they're going down. Oh, okay. You use pictures of the kids. That's good, man. Because you, 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 give them, you give them a page and then you put, you put little pictures or little drawings of the children next to the no, name. No, I'm saying like if, if it's just a, an, an early bullet point, that's preliminary work. But once yeah. you can see their timeline of when they shop at Coles on the Thursday, then you know <laughs> that I've done more work. Hey. Dude, I'm yeah. trying to work out like why people – because the Australian Federal Police were on this sure thing, the insider thing. They mm -hmm. basically, they were burner phones. Sure thing, sure thing B. They were on sure yeah, thing Yeah, sure thing B. B. But they had burner phones and then they set up cameras and uh, surveillance stuff at the Bureau of St Statistics to monitor if they were exchanging info. And wait, I said, wait, hold on. Wait, they're, they're, they're setting up for, for who's... Who, well, they who, were trying to catch an insider trading thing and there was statistical data coming from the Bureau of Statistics that a National Australia Bank trader was using to make money on the foreign exchange. Oh, but what okay, I realised yeah. is the equipment they've got facilitates you doing that, right? You don't even have to work there. If you're the Australian Federal Police and you left that set up, you're basically mm. monitoring as a screen and see as data. I'm like... Mm. Surely there would have been a knock-on. This is how dumb they are. That the knock-on trade was to trade. Once you, I mean, they had for a few weeks access to crucial data that was coming up yeah. on the screen. And I'm wondering, yeah. like, I bet you someone in the Australian Federal Police traded that. Well, they should have if they were smart. Don't you think? Like, they got uh, access to the sure. information at early. Yeah. And they could see how hard it was to prove it all. I'm like, they got a walkthrough on how to set up the perfect crime, don't you think? Although, although if you were if you were actively monitoring a case ready to bring someone down, would you then also be planning to do the exact same thing using the same methods later for yourself? I think that wouldn't that be the thing that like kind of tips you off? No, what I'm saying to you is the ultimate crime is a crime on the crime. So you're setting up the data, you see how he trades. And then you're all, it's catch me if you can. Like, while you're watching them, you're actually doing the same crime. Like, it's so, <laughs> it's so brilliant. You basically go, hey, look, where are you? And I'm staying up late to see the unemployment figures. And they're like, why is Constable Wolf working so hard on, the, on, on this case? And I'm like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm like, you basically set up both you can see what tradie does and you can also see so you've you've got it laid out for you on a platter yeah yeah that yeah that man it's it seems uh <laughs> if you were if you were investigating an insider trading scheme why why not then just do the insider trading and sort of get everyone in on it until everyone's insider trading dude and then they and catch you, just, you they catch you and you go look it was just a tr trial run wanted to but see who's how they? it worked i i think everyone should just be uncovering the information and then working the information as they get it, meaning that it starts, it's just spiraling up. Well, everyone's insider trading. There's no problem. This is a concept for, for people to think about. Why is insider trading a law? Because the fastest distributor of info is the grapevine. 
And all we set up is a structure where only privileged people have access to the info, allegedly. But there's no doubt there's hidden handshakes and it all happens. All it does is create arbitrage for the rich and the well-off and the people that have contacts. The reality is if it was a street fair, you would know immediately the unemployment figures. I'm saying with why not just rely on the housewife grapevine and info could get out quicker than an ASX release on the grapevine. Because it won't, because it won't, it won't filter down to retail investors. Yes, or, it will. Uh, or it would go effective. faster. Not quick, no, not no, not quickly enough. Well, which it, is it, faster? Which is faster? The CEO trading using a trust that he never says about and getting weeks of sharing it. There's no way he doesn't tell every cunt at the t- tennis club, and there's no way of proving it. Or the, the the guy on the mine site just being told, "Oh, I can ring." Texting his mate. And no, spreading no. it. Which one's no, better? What, no, because what it is, right, is it's it's uh, it's Usain Bolt, right, racing, uh, racing your kid who knows that they don't get anything if they win the fucking school the school fun run. Okay, how much effort is he putting in compared to how much effort he's putting in at the Olympics? It just scales. So it's like if it's moving faster, it just means that everyone who has immediate access to the information is a they're either trying to hide it or they're moving faster, and then the people down the bottom yeah, still aren't benefiting market, from mate. it at all. What I'm saying, no, but, they're not, but, they're not, but they don't benefit. That's the isn't that's the, that's the point is to stop. What What's important is to get information out quickly. No, it's to limit the information until everyone gets it at once. But that's the that's the whole inside. No, I know what I'm saying. That's the naivety of it. That would never happen. Because what I'm, I'm saying to you, I'm saying to you, there's no way the CEO that's doing a takeover deal doesn't mm. lie in bed with his wife and go, Oh, I'm stressed, Hilda. Like they're back and forward. They want a dollar thirty, it's a dollar ninety. And there's no way Hilda who's on ADHD medication, adult ADHD, isn't shooting her lips off at the Tupperware party. Yeah, he's he's having issues with West Farmers. They won't shut up about the takeover. Do you know what I mean? It's basically what I'm saying. Insider information laws allow the info to f- flow just with the privileged and the elite. If you got rid yeah. of that, working class people, you'd be on a truck and you'd hear, West Farmers, what's that? And it'd be like a gypsy fucking, a gypsy curse. You'd be like, ah, West Farmers. I, I'm just saying like, and then you would have misinformation and it'd be more fun. It would be more fun. I do like the idea of having a sort of, yeah, like a psyops campaign running where you're going out and telling everyone that some company's taking over some other company and, and uh, oh, you know, no, I know, tra- trading's, trading's halted, but it's because they found oil. We're all going to yeah, be yeah, rich. Yeah. And then you're manipulating the market that way. But you're, you're, th- you're talking about a utopia where everyone, like Woolworths has a fucking good year and they're about to do an earnings report. And everyone knows all at the same time. So everyone buys Woolworths and we're all rich all of a sudden. Do you know, is there a law of giving misinformation? That's your move. Someone goes, hey, any any hot tips? And you're like, yes. Uh, (laughs) National Australia Bank's getting taken over at $30. (laughs) Man, I wonder if that's a move. I go, I didn't break the law though, did I? How much money do you lose, you dumb fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 you're up for insider trading. You go, I didn't fucking give him any. I told him everything was incorrect. (laughs) Dude, my favourite part of insider is the guarantee that you're going to make money because often if you've got it and you've got to assess what sort of piece of shit you are, you're a vermin. Mm. So if you've got info, think about how how many other people have it so often well, exactly yeah often the news is factored in so you go all in with your hundred grand and you're like we're going to finally get a house and um the problem is uh the info is already factored the price drops on announcement and then you can't complain about it do you know what i mean you end up bankrupt 
Well, it's like playing a pump and dump, man. Like, I did that with crypto a couple of times. Like, you uh, got invited to some pump and dump channel on Discord, mm. and they're like, all right, boys, three, eight, three o'clock, we're all buying this one. And, man, like, one of them, I fucking, I, like, I, I put in a grand, and I came out uh, with 2,400, and I was like, damn, that's great. The next one, I put in a grand, I came out with 700, and I was like, oh, I got, I got pumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other one, I got to do the dumping. This time, I got the pump. Dude, how matter. good how good's that uh, name for uh, a dating app? Pump and dump? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Tinder? <laughs> pump and dump is really good. I imagine and that it's just for, for sex, and you're like, yeah, I'm signed up. Are you on Tinder or Bumble? No, I'm on Bumble or Dump. <laughs> pump and dump. It's fucking yeah, perfect. Pump good. That's really Dude, good. Dude, I've got to go soon. I'm getting hot. I've got to get Easter eggs for the kids. They still believe in Jesus. Uh, are you not locked down? What? Are you locked, <laughs> not down? locked down? I don't know, man. Like, I th- apparently we're running a fucking show tonight, but they've got like we've got, we've got they've got a big list of places on the Gold Coast that you can't fucking uh, that people have been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they're still just like, yeah, no, go, yeah, go on, get out there. Like, oh, you know, wear a mask, maybe. But Brisbane, Brisbane, or down to Logan, right? Yeah. It's all it's all hot zone, and then and then it goes all the way down, and then all the way down around Byron, and that's a hot spot as well. And the Gold Coast is sitting there, like, yeah, do what you want, do what you want. Oh, why is the fucking give me the day off? What's going on? I hate this back and forth bullshit. I didn't realize Melbourne still had to wear masks. Because I, I, one thing, like the, the vibe once you're in a lockdown or restricted is shit. Do you know what I mean? We mm. at Perth only had a brief one. And it was so bad for morale. There was a foreboding mm. in the air. And I'm like, Brisbane's like that. Did you know you have to wear masks in Melbourne walking around? Yeah, I did. I, I only found that out recently that they're still doing that. That absolutely stuff. sucks. Like, because okay. I think, I've been looking at the Melbourne Festival. There's no photos of people getting drunk at the Hi-Fi, which is the main reason I was going. I'm like, what is the point of this shit? Go, what, to go and tell your dumb jokes? No one wants that. You go there and get hammered and dance at the hi-fi and whisper into celebrities' ears that they're fucking worthless. <laughs> and no one respects them. And, like, you're a legacy. And you, you know what? I respect you because you have a career and you shouldn't. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to meet you because you're the least funniest person I've ever met and somehow you've stayed employed for 20 years. <laughs> You're a fucking miracle worker, <laughs> man. That's great. That's what you put. You bring the notebook out of that, and you go, "Oh man, I just have. I gotta ask. How? Give me. I need notes, man. How are you doing it? Dude. You are the least funny fuck. You've <laughs> got to help me, man, because I I'm actually funny. I'm really funny. Dude, I love that. How is that? They think they're gonna get their, their their dick pulled, and you come up and go like, "Look, it's just such a pleasure to meet you." To have to know that someone like you can have a career, <laughs> twenty year career. I'm like, how'd you do it, dude? I don't, sorry, I don't want to blow smoke up your ass. And, or, I'm, and this is a little embarrassing because, you know, we're kind of peers. But you are the most talented grifter I have ever fucking seen. Oh, mate, I love it. <laughs> do you know what? You know what I want to say to you? In my mind, you're the Stephen Bradbury of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you are basically a stick-up artist. You have been robbing oh, people. Mate. You have robbed thousands of people out of $49 tickets. You pivot and I'm like, you're still doing theatres and people are still coming. I mean, I've just saw your spot at Hi-Fi. You're garbage, right? There's nothing there. Hello, McFly. No one's home. No one's home. Dude, you know my favorite thing I was watching the gala is the fake premise where it's like, mm-hmm. 
the the premise is fundamentally flawed. It's like, oh, that I can't actually say it on this because it's too close to home, but where they've come up with something that can't happen. And then yeah. they run on, they run it out, and they're they're like this, and you could race the two. I'm like, that's that can happen. That can't happen. And the whole time you're like, oh man, imagine making up a fake premise to make a joke. Do you know what I mean? Like to actually be that much of a lie. I think Brendan Schwab's had a bit of it where he would talk about which theatre he performed in yeah. and it was wrong. And they're like, why would you lie about the detail? Like, why? Why would you make up a fake thing that can't actually happen and then go, oh, we're always doing it. This always happens. And you're like, everyone's like, but that's a lie. Yeah, but who, man, who cares? I don't care if they're lies. I just want them to be good jokes. Yeah, I, but they're the, not the, good the jokes. Flawed, the flawed premise is, um, is annoying if, if, it, if it literally doesn't make sense, you know? If, like if they're telling a story about fucking parking or something and you're like, and they're like, oh, and then the ticket, the ticket thing, and I put the ticket in the way, and you're like, but they don't have the ticket thing anymore. They do license. Yeah, 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 dude, this is how you got me. Remember when you said you don't chalk the tires and I was like, they still do it, yeah, and you, you sort of tried to kill my premise. And I was like, you know, extra chalk. Well, hold on. No, no. I didn't try to kill your premise. I just said that they, that they didn't you do it here. You tried to kill it. You tried to humiliate oh, me. Oh, no. I said they didn't do it here. And I was excited that you they were still doing it. You tried to shame me to the audience for your own little fucking power. Because <laughs> of your height problem, you tried to fucking bring me down. Look, it's not... Okay, I don't appreciate that you say height problem. <laughs> uh, it's really... that. See, that's the thing that really gets me is because I have to stand in the mirror, all right? And what I've done is I've shaved my head and I've taken the four extra inches I've had off the top, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've had to, I've had to stuff my shoes with hair just to sort of be able to get around with some modicum of self-respect. And now we're on it. We're, this is why I've picked an audio medium so that I don't have to, I don't have to deal with it. Yeah, mate, you're looking good, but I, I'll <laughs> tell you, so like, I've got to go soon. I've got to get Easter eggs. We'll get, uh, all right. Well, so uh, let me, I'll finish, I'll, let me finish the Polish thing, right? Yeah. I've got two, i got two cleaners. <laughs> yeah. This, Pol- this Polish one I had ages ago. Stop reading fucking No, Wikipedia. because you know what I'm just telling you? I, I because Monday's like a shit day. It's Easter, Easter Monday. I, I yeah. said, fuck it. I'd sold like 10 tickets. I was like, this sucks. I'll just do $5 tickets. And like, it's been about six hours. Not one person's bought one. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even give these things $5 away. $5 tickets are terrible. Don't do $5 tickets. That's horrible because people see it, see it as valueless. Okay. You have no concept of branding or marketing. Well, what, how am I meant to get it down? It's too late now. We'll take, yeah, well, you, email, you have to go to email uh, festival box office and ask them to please remove the $5 ticket deal. How much are your tickets? No, I just want them out. No, no, no. How much are they generally? 20, 20 bucks. So it's fuck all. It's not that. See, no, that's the problem, man. They should be 35. You make them 35 and people go, oh, that's, oh, that's, that's a bit, that's a bit more than the other ones. Maybe we'll go see that one. It's fancy. You know what I mean? Man, like you ever go to a place, you like an ice cream. Listen to me, you fat fuck. <laughs> you go down to a cafe, right? And they've got thick shakes on the menu, right? They've got vanilla, yeah. right? They've got strawberry. Strawberry. They've got chocolate. Yeah. And then what do they have after that? Oh, what's that? It's a Mars bar thick shake. Oh, and, but, uh, the, but it's not $7. It's $11.50. Well, what can think, I do? Oh. It's too late. I put it up now. 
what you do now is you email box office and every every week not every day because you're in there now every day have them increase the ticket price by one dollar so every time people come back the next, tomorrow listen to me fuckhead yeah. i'm actually this is actually good this might actually work for you every day you tell box office to increase the ticket price across all of them by one dollar so today it's 21 tomorrow it's 22 oh that is it, good yeah, as it gets closer and closer, people have seen it and they've gone like, "Oh, I thought that was I thought that was twenty dollars the other day, and it's now it's twenty three. What's happening?" And then the next day they're like, "It's twenty. I swear this ticket price is going up. Fuck, we better buy them quick." Oh, mate, I'm pissed off now. What should I do? I've got it. I've I've humiliated myself with these offers. Early on, I thought it was funny because uh, the festival was sponsored by um, Mitsubishi, so I, I did Kia sponsorship, and no one knew what I was doing. Is that sponsored by Kia? Oh, is that why you... You know, because honestly, what I thought was that the festival was sponsored by Kia. No, they were sponsored by Mitsubishi. If you've done, if you've done anything, if you've done anything correctly, you've uh, you've managed to trick someone who is at, who's at, uh, in the industry. And I, I, I run a festival and I thought they were sponsored by Kia. And that's the joke that you were doing. So you, you've probably confused quite a few people who are now associating MICF with fucking Kia. Three people bought tickets to... Uh, for the Kia's, Kia Salvo sale, <laughs> which is $15 tickets. I'm just, but the thing is, man, there's not many tickets at five. I just like it. It's funny, man. All this stuff's funny. At the mm. end of the day, who gives a rat shit? Fuck them. Fuck this audience. Like 10 people's enough to yell at. Swinging backwards and forwards between not wanting it and love needing it and whatnot. Oh, wanting well, whatever, it. man. I'm like, <laughs> I'll tell you though. You, you really, you look at like Daniel Sloth's uh, number of tickets and you're like, fuck, you can make money in comedy. He's doing like 1,000 CDs. Yeah, man. We've, we've, we've got a show uh, April 11th with Sloth on the coast and he's fucking moving. I'm like, the cunt must be making about six, 600 grand or something from the run, he, maybe more. He's doing, he's doing great, man. He's really moving those tickets. But that's, that's what you should do. He looks, he looks like a celebrity in his posters, but when he puts something up on YouTube, he just looks like a normal boy down the, down the road. Yeah, like, man. He's, he's, got like that, nice... he's got that haircut like where his mum looks like she's done it in the fucking garage. <laughs> he's <laughs> just general... a nice Scottish boy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He doesn't have the he's celeb great. feel. He looks like a good down-to-earth good bloke. Like yeah, he's he, he's, You see his face. He's still got acne. He's just a normal kickabout. <laughs> he's a kickabout lad. I think what you do is you raise the you raise the ticket price to thirty dollars, and I reckon you'll move more of them. Or alternatively, you'll move the exact same number of them because I don't think people give a shit. People see twenty or thirty, and they, they okay. Well, fine. what can but I do? Back Sh- to my thick shakes. No, wait, 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 shakes. wait, wait. So should I do the Easter sale, and should I go across it cancelled due to lack of interest? <laughs> <laughs> no, tell them. Tell them the, take take the five dollar tickets. Right, go back to box office and say, hey. I want I want them thirty five dollars, right? I want my standard tickets at thirty dollars, and I want the I want the Easter one at thirty five. And then you go out and you say the the special is for me. It's extra for me. It's thirty five dollars if you buy them now, and the regular price has been jacked oh, up as well. Oh, mate. So what I what I do now is I I, I what I, what I'll do is I say I'll get I'll contact the ticket box and say they're fifty dollar mm. tickets for the Monday, and yeah. I'll say that window's missed. I'm like, there's a special code, $50 fucking tickets for the Monday or I'll cancel the show and you can fuck off. And I'm like, <laughs> basically, I'm going to cancel every show unless certain number, like, you know, like a hostage thing. I'll say, in, unless yeah. someone buys eight 
fucking $50 tickets. I'm cancelling Saturday and Friday. And I'm like, unless, you know, unless I get $1,000 in the next day, I'm cancelling the whole fucking run. Except that what this is, this is, uh, in terms of a hostage situation, the analogy is sort of like a taxi driver scene, like you in the mirror, uh, shaved head, and you've got the gun to your head, and you're making demands of yourself, or you're going to shoot your hostage, which is just you. Oh, mate, you know what? It's so hard to market a show in Melbourne. I hardly ever gig there. And it's sort of like, there are people, it's Pepsi, Cola, and... Pepsi versus Cola versus mine, which is um, Guantanamo Bay uh, lime drink. Yours is, yours is LAI. Well, yeah, That's an unknown thing. So even if I do Facebook ads, people are like, who's this fat fuck? And I'm like, anyone coming to the show, I'm like, what's wrong with you? For $22, you can go and see someone on the gala or someone that actually uh, they, they support. I'm like, That's I've why seen you have that to fat trick fuck them. on the debate. I've seen that fat fuck in the debate. This guy is a loser. No one's fucking bothered to, to support him. He doesn't have management. No one mm. cares about his dumb jokes. Oh, let me take a chance and waste one hour of my life going in from fucking dandy-nog on a train to listen mm. to this random idiot. Okay, well then live, live, your, live the reality that you, uh, that you project out there, all right? Get a promo code and make the promo code jack the price up and just publish that on your socials and be like, eh, promo code for my show. People will go in and then it'll, they'll put the promo code in and it'll be $50 tickets and they'll think, what the fuck is going on? And then they'll, <laughs> they'll be confused and raise the ticket prices so that when people... Okay, I'm doing it, it tomorrow. I'm doing it tomorrow. I'm going to say, new promo code. I've had advice from a marketing expert. Tickets are now $55 <laughs> for Easter. No, regular tickets. Regular tickets are this much or enter the promo... $30... Enter the promo code, um, whatever. And I'll say $55 tickets available for unlimited time. Enter the promo code, uh, please, Wolfie, you don't have to do this. And, the, and then the, it's, they're 55 bucks. Okay, $100 <laughs> tickets. Yeah, have, have, promo, have scaling promo codes. Have one promo code that jacks it up to 50 bucks, one that jacks it up to $100. And, and then, one, and, then, and then you have one final one, which is, well, like, Andrew, this, it's, it's your dad. I love you. And, then, and that one's a thousand. Dude, there's one that's basically two grand that becomes a trading account. <laughs> <laughs> you come to the it's show and we do the paper. Clients. I do the paperwork from stage and you actually get a live trading account. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I've that got to go. I can't good. stand this pod anymore. No, fuck you, man. I didn't even get to talk about my fucking two cleaner situation, which I think is a very funny, it's a very funny comedy premise that I have wound up with two cleaners and I hate you for it. Dude. Two cleaners and you race them. Do you know what the dream is to see if they expose each other? So you get one to clean straight after and go, oh, Mr. Marata, your toilet's a mess. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's this the thing. This, so this Polish one, right, She's, she was great. And then uh, I had, like, she was cleaning my house a couple years ago. And then she goes, oh, um, I'm, I'm leaving. Uh, I can't, I'm not cleaning anymore. I'm going into aged care. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Have fun. And then I ended up with another cleaner. Um, uh, and it's, it's fine, but she's like, she's, she's just done some minor things to annoy me. Like they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're quite minor. Like one of them was that she, she, uh, she blew up at me, uh, oh! because, but she blew up at me because, uh, I, I paid her. It was like, she, she gave me the invoice on the Monday. You paid her in coins from a jar. 
You go, go and help yourself to the pennies from my car, fucking dash. <laughs> she gave me the invoice on a Friday. And then on the Monday, she's like, you haven't paid me yet. I'm like, yeah, it's been one business day. What, what kind of invoice? What invoice says, please pay immediately in 15 minutes? I'm like, I'm, well, I'm not sitting around doing fucking admin. I've got shit to do. I'll pay you when I do a pay run. And she's like, no, you need to pay me when it happens. And that annoyed me. And then, and then the next week when she was supposed to show up, she messages me the night before at like 10, 10 p.m. And she's like, oh, um, I, I won't be there tomorrow. Oh, you know what I'd respond? Don't bother coming again. Well, well, and then this is the thing. And then I messaged, so I messaged the old cleaner, right? Because, oh, that's, yeah, a couple months ago, the old cleaner just so happened to be like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning again. Um, yeah. if you, she showed up and I go, oh. What, what does that mean? That sounds like they're using again. I'm cleaning well, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because I asked her when she got here, I was like, what, what's, uh, what, how is um, the age Dude, care out of interest, do you think a cleaner, can a cleaner use your toilet while they're cleaning? Because they're going to clean it, or is that shocking? Like, I would be fuming if I found out my cleaner had done a shit in my house and then cleaned, cleaned it. Well, man, uh, mine, mine uh, have, like, like th- they've been like, oh, can I get a glass of water? I'm like, yeah, you can get a glass of water. Imagine this moment. You hear her cleaning the bath, and then you hear the toilet flush, and you can see her pulling her underwear up. <laughs> <laughs> Just left the door open. And I'm like, you're meant to clean it, not dirty it. Get out of here, you dirty bitch. You dirty then the bitch. ultimate move. The ultimate move would be to clean and then take a shit in the toilet <laughs> after you've cleaned it and then leave a floater and just fucking be like, yeah, it's all clean. Dude, I hate when people get irreverent because it happened at my kid's karate. My, my younger kid hit his head on the coffee table and needed stitches. So yeah. I was running late and um, he, my kid had grading. I don't know why because karate's total bullshit. Like, of course The belts is. are a joke. All it's yeah. doing is setting him up to get... King hit in Rottnest Island. Thinks, what he thinks is going to happen is that one day some tough baddies are going to come by and go like, oi, give us your lunch money. And he's going to go, I know karate. And stand in a stupid fucking pose and one of them's going to bash him in the head and he's going to bleed out on the 100%, pavement. 100%, dude. He's going to end up, because of this training, he's going to end up in a wheelchair because he doesn't back down at a pub. He'll go like, I'll take you, sir. And they go, you're <laughs> yeah. awful. He'll do the crane kick and then they'll bash him in the, the third <laughs> the vertebra and he'll end up kick. fucking paralysed. So it's the worst outcome. But the thing was, this lady it was... Because in your head, when you've, when you've achieved like purple belt, if something starts kicking off and you're just hearing like, Liu Kang, and you're like, oh, that's me it's fucking mortal yeah, combat yeah, yeah. time dun, 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 dun. and then that's what you hear is you're fucking in the ambulance to the hospital dude i love that and the whisper the the the, the, the ambulance guys are you all right mate and you go i'm a green belt i was meant to be a green belt i was meant to be a green belt as you've been pummeled in my life but you know what's funny is this this lady i, I would it. love to go i would love to call I would love to call emergency <laughs> services, call triple zero. And they're like, what's the, t- what's the nature of your emergency? You're like, we've got a green belt down. We need you to get oh, to the dude, pub how, now. How good is that? Every weekend. <laughs> you need to get down to the pig and whistle. There's a green belt on the floor. Every few minutes, there's a call. We've got a karate red belt. He's been fucked up down <laughs> the full shot. We got, what's we got happened? A- what's happened? Someone slightly bigger than him decided he wanted to fight. <laughs> We got nine. Someone, someone with an extra kilo and one extra inch of reach decided that he could probably take What's it. happened? What's happened? We've had nine karate black belts smashed up by a drunk homeless guy. <laughs> Man, I had a friend who was doing Arakan for years, yeah. right? And some other dude I knew was, uh, I was chatting to him about it. Arakan came up and he goes, oh, 
is he doing Araka? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh man, I know the um, I know that guy, the guy who does the does it like runs it. I was like, oh what, yeah. What Aaron like, Aaron Khan? Arakan. It's like some Aaron fucking. Khan. It's, it's, what's Aaron, his name? Aaron Aaron Chen. It's Aaron Chen. Yeah, sorry um, mate, I had to keep pushing. <laughs> Dude, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, so, uh, and so he's like, yeah, I know, I know that guy. I'm like, oh, what do you mean? He's like, you know, he's like, he's notorious. I'm like, why is he notorious? Did you he's say like, the notorious McGregor? Conor McGregor? <laughs> <laughs> he's notorious joke, B.I.G. Yeah. He's fucking Tupac. He's notorious. Uh, I'm like, no, that's an Irish fucking USC fan. <laughs> I love being annoying, dumb cunt. That he's notorious. You're like, that's the Irish, and they're like, "Shut up, Wolf! You're annoying." If you if you loved being an annoying dumb cunt, you wouldn't have mental health problems. You'd yeah, be mate. Grinning day to day. Um, I'm, uh, I'm like, why is he notorious? He goes, "Oh man, he like he just keep he keeps getting kicked out of bars." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, he goes to bars, right? And he go and he gets he gets a little bit drunk, right? And then he gets into fight with security, and he thinks he can win, and they fucking kick his ass every oh, time. Oh my gosh, that's what I'm saying, dude. Anyway, so this lady, she 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 got irreverent with me because it was grading, and she hold goes, on, you let a, you let a woman teach your child karate? She's teaching. Well, I mean, it's such a dumb sport. Anyone, a dog could teach you it. Like, whatever. What is karate? Anyway, so so I'm fucking. I'm fucking there. And she got she got stuck into me. She goes, Andrew, after the grading, he, the one kid got passed, excellent. My kid got pass, pass, you know, like average. <laughs> so anyway, so she pissed me off with that. Then she called me over and she goes, hey, just with the uniform? And I said, yeah, sorry, just dealing with a head trauma at the hospital. <laughs> it's very unfortunate. And then she goes, look, well, I thought about it. And I thought, oh, she's giving me, she goes, he's got his new belt because she's got this racket. Every month he gets graded again. I've looked online. There's no fucking belts for five-year-olds. It's bullshit, right? <laughs> she keeps selling these belts. She goes, I think what you do need to do is I've given How you- How much are the belts? $20 a pop, so 40 bucks. <laughs> and it's $40 for the grading. So it's $80 turnaround for her. But anyway, so she goes to me, she she's goes- sitting there, She's sitting there going, blue and yellow and pink and green. What are the other ones? Purple and yeah, I've got more colours. We can do it. So she I thought she was being gracious. She goes, I've got you two belts, you know, one for each house. And I said, Oh, thanks, that's nice of you. So when I went out there, I thought, oh, she's giving me a free belt. I come in there, go, forty dollars plus two belts, that's eighty bucks. And I'm like, Well, that's not fucking happening. I'm like <laughs> I said, I'm not fucking buying another and the other thing is she's selling inventory, like these belts are adult belts. They, they don't have kids' belts. So I'm buying adult belts. So anyway, I was like, well, fuck off. We only need one. I said, the reason he didn't have the outfit was because fucking had hospital, you idiots. So I'm not buying it. Guess what she does? Monday, I wake up to an angry email from her. Hey, guys, just wanted to let you know about the incident. And I, the, the incident, incident, him not wearing the uniform. And I said, I think it's better that you have uniforms at both houses, two belts. Um, in future because this can't happen anymore. So I responded and was like, hey, I appreciate your concern, but the reason the fucking uniform wasn't there was because of a significant head trauma, not because of his mum house. And I said, I will buy a second belt. I'm happy to, but once you get fucking kid stock in and stop ripping. You know, I said, I don't think it's appropriate. I said, I said, I don't think it's acceptable that you're selling adult belts to me. And then demanding that I get them. But she's never responded. But I was fucking, I, I forget how I worded it, but I was pissed, man. Fuck, I okay, was pissed. Okay, hitman. And then I asked, I went straight out of that room and said to my kid, do you or don't you like karate? Answer me. <laughs> I'm like, P- 
Please say you hate it because I want to fucking roast this bitch. Well, that, that's why wouldn't you? Well, yeah, I would have been like, oh, that's so that's so funny that he like, didn't come in with the right uniform and we're just he's gone. Pull him out. I, I, that that that. What I wanted to do was going. That's interesting because terminate everything, get fucked, you dumb idiot. But the problem was yeah. I spoke to my boy and he goes, I love karate, I'm doing so well. I've got all those gradings, I keep going up. Like he likes it. Uh, that's, they've got him trapped in. It's a fucking, he's, he's got the reward loop going, man. It's like one of those fucking And he's going, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a, a cookie. I get a cookie. It's every- a slot machine, dude. Your kid's on the fucking pokies. He's on the karate pokies. He's going in every week and they're giving him a brand new color belt. Man, you know, you, okay, but you know what you can do to fuck with her, right? Go and buy a kid's belt but a couple colors up and give it to him to go in with that and to, and say oh you know we, we actually graded him at home and uh turns out he's a black belt now <laughs> he's, just gonna, <laughs> he's gonna kick the shit out of you go in with your own belt man go in with one wrapped around your neck <laughs> this is what i want i'll go in and i'll say hey guys i've done four weeks of brazilian jiu-jitsu and then i'll choke her out and fucking you know what i mean i'll come in yeah. and go like Hey guys, just want to let you know. And I, I could spruik the other business. I go, watch this. And then like, bah, 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 and then pin her, choke her. She's passed out on the mat and go, that's only four weeks of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. The bitch is, is, is dead. Is she bigger than you? She is, mate. You know what? She's big. And, um, but the thing is, she's not big enough. She's- could, you ta- could you take her? Is my question. Because I've got another question afterwards. But could you take her? She's not big enough to not try rip off kids, though, is she? If you <laughs> <laughs> so, she's small in that respect. But in terms of stature, is she? Do you think she could take you? I reckon I could take her because, like I always said, it's like fo- fo- uh, fighting someone that's got nothing to lose. Yes. Because yeah. Well, be- so then this is the move. The next time you go in there, and she's like, "Oh, we've got another belt. You go, I'll fight you for it." Oh. <laughs> I'll fight you for it. Every answer is like, oh, you're late. I'll fight you for it. Let's go. And the class will be like, oh, oh my God, he's losing. He's getting pounded. And then I have a half-ripped Pepsi can and stab her in the gut. (laughs) (laughs) And they go, oh, she's going still. She's going quiet. And I'm like, there you go. There you go. I fucking stabbed her. Who's the winner now, dickheads, as I'm in handcuffs? <laughs> yeah, man, she's in the stance, and you, all you need to do is grab her hair, and you're golden. What, Dude, wait, and then I hold up the belt and go, a fucking red belt. This is how you get it, as I wipe it on her blood. I got a red belt now, don't I, you fucking. <laughs> this is how you get a red belt. My son's got a fucking red belt now, you bitch. <laughs> man, you can't defend against hair pulling, can you? Like, that's, it's too much. I don't know how anyone could de- can defend against hair pulling. If you're getting yanked. By the hair around anywhere. Like, you've not, you're not going in the opposite direction. The, the best move, I think, always is to be sexual. Don't you think? <laughs> no, I don't think that you should go to the karate class and try and. No, I'm saying, like, you, you've got a boner and then you're running and then they sort of holding you and you're trying to kiss their neck. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, look, yeah, that's, that's Do true. Do you know what I mean? I, She's going, like, fight, fight me. And you're kissing like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> and she's punching you and you're trying to kiss her hand. And you got a big throbbing boner up under your belt. Was that Pepe Le Pew's thing? Is that, was he, because I don't think I ever saw Pepe Le Pew. He's just trying to kiss people. Pepe Le Pew was the beginning of the Me Too movement. He basically followed a woman around. Yeah, in Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, he was shocking. He, 
He was the Space Jam Weinstein. Um, po- Polish. Okay, so so yeah. So then uh, a, a couple months ago, she gets in touch and she's like, "Oh, I'm cleaning again." She shows. I'm like, "Yeah," and it just so happened that the uh, the other the, the New Zealand cleaner, the the, the Kiwi one, um. Uh, she she was she had done the same thing. She was like, "Oh, I can't come. Oh, I'm not, I won't oh, be there this mate. week. Oh, actually, I won't be there this week. I'm uh, I'm busy. I've got a." Oh, um, dude, you know what I've realized? What you need to do is man, have have, have let, the, let me get through it. No, you've got to have them cleaning alternate weeks and then grading it. No, this is, yeah, this, let me get to it, man. Because this is what's ended up happening, right? So. So the New Zealand one can't show up. The other one messages me. Mm. Um, I can, cl- uh, yeah, I'm cleaning again. I'm like, oh, perfect. This is timed out perfectly. She comes round. I'm like, oh, how was the how was how was the aged care thing? She's like, yeah, it was it was good for a while. And I was like, what do you mean for a while? And she goes, well, I was ta- I had like quite a few clients, and it was it was good. Like I was pretty good at it. Dude, I just, it's good for a while, but it turns out they're aged, and I don't care. <laughs> 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 no, then this was the opposite. This is the opposite. She was like, then what happened was because I had like I had like six clients, and then um they started dying. Like the first oh, one went, and, and she was like, yeah, she was like, it was really I, I couldn't I, I I had a lot of trouble with the first one, and then it wasn't that long. It was like only a month later, and then um another one passed away, and because they're like it's aged care, so that's that's it, man. You're fucking. You're uh, you're the Grim Reaper. You're the Grim Reaper wearing wearing scrubs, just walking them to the ground. And you never get your bonus because you're like, what? Cheryl slipped and fell and died, and you're like, ah! She promised me a fucking Netflix connection. Ah! I'm sucks. I wiped her fucking ass for weeks to try to get that fucking cat off her. Ah! It's not in the will. Isn't that the bonus, though, that you get to take some of the pearls on your way out? You know what I mean? You just dip in your hands in. Mate, that's, that's <laughs> actually what my racket will eventually be, and I think it's the dream move, is elderly care, but a lot of pressure to do paperwork. Like, hey, let's update <laughs> the drill. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, you need, yeah, we do need you to sign this. No, it's not a superannuation form. That's not what it is at all. Dude, and you have that moment she goes like, oh, it's just so glad someone comes here, bring in my sandwich. And we're like, it's interesting you should mention that, Cheryl, because it, I've got something to let you know. I'm not going to be able to do it as much because of what's happened in my business and the finance. <laughs> I'm like, but if you were able to sort of pony up maybe some of one third of this house, maybe I could find it in my heart to bring you a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is no, no. This is a. This is actually just a power of attorney to get you in and out of the bath. That's what. Dude, it means. it'd be so good, and you get caught because you've got a hundred. Once it's today, tonight. 12 or 13 wills, the whole at- yeah. estate, pushed across you with a fingerprint that seems to be forced <laughs> onto a subway napkin. <laughs> and then so the week, so then, uh, so that's fine. That's not a problem, right? Yeah. And then um, uh, I, was, I was sad to hear about the aged care thing. That was that was upsetting to get into that business and then realise you can't hand, handle it with people. Oh, but. mate, you got to do the joke. What happened? What happened, cleaner? They're aged, and you just didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> and then, anyway, so then the the uh, other cleaner's back, no problems. She gets mad at me about the invoice thing, and you know what? But when I had when I had the uh, the Polish cleaner back, I realized something. I realized that the New Zealand cleaner, she's not very good at cleaning. Yeah, and, yeah. And it just because the 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 other one, the Polish one, man, she's she's faster. 
She's yeah. more. She's more. Uh, she she's better at it. Like things look cleaner. She she moves stuff around that. She does that thing where she moves stuff around the house. So you go like, oh, it, even if it's the same amount of shit, it's in piles, so it looks clean. It's like a big. There's a big pile of biscuits instead of them being scattered around the living room. I hate that move. It was like my gardener where you sort of, you're walking in the backyard and then you realise he's been stacking the leaves behind a hedge or little <laughs> things like that. You know, the cleaner and you move your, you move your sofa and you're like, oh, chop and chop wrappers, condoms. What the fuck? Oh, Mr. Maria. Mr. Hart. Oh, Mr. Hart. No. She's been throwing everything behind the couch. Please. Do you, you know the Mr. Hart reference, please? No, Mr. Hart. I don't know Mr. Hart. Mr. Hart is an ad where uh, a, a foreign worker comes in and he's, he's a famous uh, artist and he's poured like sauce and shit on a carpet. And she goes, oh, right. Mr. Hart, you haven't. <laughs> okay. You've got to do the ad. Look up Mr. Hart. Well, that doesn't make, that doesn't make sense, Wolfie, because I have hardwood floors, so that would never happen. But look up Mr. Hart. <laughs> Mr. Hart. Okay, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. And then, right, so, so the New Zealand one's back. Pro and Hart. Thinking, it's Pro Hart. He's a famous actor. Carpet okay. ad. Okay. Oh, okay. Mr. All right. Hart. Okay, I'll make a I'll make a. Put fucking, it in this app, man. We need I'll make it. a Mr. Armstrong one. We need something to lift. Put in um, some good comic in oh, here. Mr. Put Cody. Armstrong. Mr. Put, Armstrong, you put, the, you, put all of the, you put all of the tissue, all of the tissue all over the floor. I have to clean all of the tissue. There's too many tissue. I'm drowning in the tissue all over the floor. Do you know what we're going to have Mr. to start Armstrong, doing? I take, a, I take a shit in your toilet after, before I leave. I leave now. I see you in two weeks, Mr. Armstrong. <laughs> do you know what we're going to do to start lifting? Shit. Mr. Armstrong, don't go in the bathroom. <laughs> Mate, I've worked out what we can do now to lift ratings is steal people's uh, comedy specials and splice them into the episodes. Daniel Sloss's yet-to-be-released episode. I'll film him during Melbourne. How much are the bootlegs. tickets? $100. Dollars. Bo- bo- bootlegged at GC I'm going to bootleg his fucking his hour in Melbourne and put it in our next episode for free for listeners. An early release of all Daniel Slosses. We'll do all the big comics. I'm going to release it on the pod. Fuck him. I put my mobile phone on the stage, record the cunt's jokes and release it a year early. This was bef- this was when the joke was still racist. Here yeah, you go, yeah. guys. So I realised that, that the current clean is not great, all right? But I think, oh, well... You can't you fire know, that, her, man. She needs that's, it. That's a, I know, that's a small piece of it. But then... Then she's she's like complain she's complaining at me and she's like uh, like like oh you haven't paid my invoice and it's been it's been I'm like it's been fucking six business hours bitch what are you talking about like what system is-? she's like, but then she's like she, the next time she comes in uh she, she does the invoice thing she doesn't show up the next week which is annoying so I get the I get the other cleaner back I get the other cleaner back I'm like oh well she's not showing up or maybe she's gonna bounce I don't really know what I was thinking mm. but but I got the other I got the Polish one back in. Because the New Zealand one blew up, blew up at me, and then missed a week, and then the um the week after the New Zealand one shows up again, right? And I'm there, like I'm ready to be like, okay, I'm like I'm I'm sorry, you gotta you gotta yeah. go. But then she's like, oh, she's like, I oh, don't I I don't understand the invoices or how it works. I just know that I need the money and like the age. I've got to I have to pay the agency the money on this day, and then if it doesn't oh. come in, and then I'm like sitting there going. Oh no! And then the next week after that, the fucking Polish one shows up again. And then the week after that, the New Zealand one shows oh, up again. And mate. I'm there going like, "Oh, I've just fucking employed another cleaner. I don't know how to get rid of him. 
I don't know what to do because I want the Polish one because yeah. she does it. She does it better, and she's cheaper for some reason, which should which is criminal. I don't know what's ha- how that's fucking worked out. Yeah, this sounds like my uh, festival tickets. When Andrew Wolfe killed that boy on the DuPont Stained Master Carpet, he really spread the blood around. (laughs) Fortunately, Stained Master is the only carpet with a five-year stain resistance guarantee. Oh, Mr. Wolfe, what a mess! Nearly finito! DuPont Stained Master. Andrew Wolfe killed a boy. Just missed right. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I yeah. thought about what I need to do with the festival is what you're doing. you got to dump your Kiwi cleaner. I've got mm. to now announce that they're sold out and the ticket, the remaining tickets are $55. Yes. That's yes, the move. I'm going to go, hey, good news, sold out in the $5 tickets, remaining tickets are $55. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> and then when people get there and realise there's only 10, I'll be like, I lied about everything. We sold no tickets. <laughs> there were only 10 ever sold. <laughs> I'm a liar. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm sorry. I think 30. 30 is fine. But th- no, definitely start I'm gonna. I'm going to write, tickets are now $55. Standard tickets, 30 bucks, and then you announce that you've jacked the price up, which is a great, very funny move already. And then the promo code, that pushes them up to $55. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So what should I call the promotion? Because I, I called the $5 ticket because it's Easter Monday, string them up, which I thought was great. Check <laughs> 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 them out on the cross. That yeah. was a great fucking throwaway. No, no fucking respect. I don't get no respect. I put that I in as a slight of hand. And people don't care. They don't get the joke. I think you should make it, um, uh, please, please, Wolfie, don't do it. <laughs> I think that's what you should please, make do you know? Do you think my show would have been better? Someone said, because um, I called it Sergly in the Drain and no one came. If I'd called it, I'd kill myself, but I don't want to miss out on my superannuation. That is, uh, that is a classic Wolfie line and it's very funny. Do you think that would be better <laughs> as the whole show? I'd kill myself, yeah. but I don't want to miss out on my I superannuation. I think that's a better title than Circling the Drain. Yeah, it would have got it. more interest. Plus the yeah. suicide reference is on point for Proven, Susan, from the festival. She loves that sort of stuff. She does. Oh, they, yeah, she really goes She laps it. it up. Do you know what I'm going to yeah. do is drive around with a noose around my neck and go, hey... This better work out. You know, imagine if I threatened the whole time and I've actually got a noose around my neck, like a, a yeah. cord, and going, ha- you know what I mean? And I go, I'll pull it at any moment. If, if you don't fucking come and judge my show. That's how you do your flyering, yeah. man. You walk around the streets of Melbourne with one tie to your neck handing out flyers. Oh, dude, with a saying, noose. Saying, don't come, don't noose, come. And go like, come or this. <laughs> come or tug. Come on, tug. Come. Uh, come on, tug. And you make him. You make him choose. You go. Look. You, you hold. You hold both hands out. One hand. You've got a flyer. The other hand. You've got the end of the noose. You go. Pick one. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I go. If you don't buy a ticket, you may as well pull this. If, yeah. If you don't buy a ticket right now from me on the street, you're effectively pulling this rope. So That's go on. You rope. do it, fuckhead. Oh, dude, the noose sale technique is going to be huge. I better get a noose. That will get... Oh, yeah, you will be able to get noose. I think even you might be able to cobble that one together. Dude, you know what's going to be so good is I reckon that's the sort of thing that's going to get you in the media. The Age would love that with uh, Beyond Blue and all that awareness program, <laughs> having a comic, you, you, you know? Well, yeah, but you go, well, they, can't, they can't attack you. You go, yeah, I have mental health issues. This no, is my way of exploring them. I'll say, look, 
Um, no, but it would be so funny. Imagine if that was your article in the paper. This actually, this is actually a statement. This is a statement on the pressures of um, of uh, being a performer and trying to have to sell tickets to a show that I don't believe. If in. you don't buy a ticket, you're effectively pulling this. It says Andrew Wolf at the front of Town Hall. <laughs> that's it. That's you, you should write that down because that's another show title that you should be using. If you don't buy a ticket, you're effectively pulling this. And then the show picture is just a picture of the noose <laughs> or a trigger. Either one. That, that oh, won't work. Mate, that's really the good. The title all right, sucks. We're doing. We're doing. Um. All right. We're gonna. Uh. <laughs> we got bloody picks of the week. And picks of the week is uh. You need to uh. Yeah. And Andrew Wolf circling the drain. April five. Yeah, to mate. These five these five dollar tickets that are now fifty five dollars. You can all fuck off. I'm I'm emailing immediately and cancelling it. Yeah, good. Cancel that. It's bullshit. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, you should go see. You should go see Wolfie. Um, uh, well, you know what? Don't the talent. The don't ta- come. No, 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 I'm promoing it. Wolfie doesn't want you to come. But I don't do care. <laughs> we have we do have people in Melbourne who listen. Um, go see, go see Wolfie's show, circling the drain. Um, yeah, we do. We do because they're fucking pestering me constantly going, when's another episode? Well, buy a ticket, mate. You know what I've realized is the people who listen to this show, the people who listen to this show have absolutely, probably through our own doing and the way that we present ourselves, but they have absolutely no empathy for the, uh, the state of our mental health and what, what, what's going on in our personal lives. (laughs) Dude, this is what you realize. People have empathy only up to a point where it, uh, it's, it's expected. Well, that's what I'm saying. Our, our audience's empathy is so limited and so lacking that even the idea that we that we have to take a break for a little bit because one of us is running a festival and the other one's got a fucking belt around a tree branch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, <laughs> it's, though, though, man. It's foreign. They're like, no, mate, you said weekly, all right? And it's been four weeks and I haven't heard anything. <laughs> A lot of mental health is just keeping up appearances. No one really is. Uh, no, a lot of um, uh, empathy is uh, just yes. keeping up appearances because yeah. no one's really like that. You can see it, you know, in, in everything, like the, the raids on the shops or mm-hmm. the inability to clean up skid marks on the toilet. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, everyone's self-serving. Even your family eventually run out of credits. They're like, I'm sick of this. I just want to have a relaxing time in the park and have some martinis. I don't want to hear yeah. about Andrew's mental health thing. We've had it. <laughs> what, is this just going to dog us forever? The black dog's dogging me. I want, I want a Labrador. I don't want to deal with Andrew's black dog. I want a black labby. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, I want to go to the movies. I want to go for a walk. I want to kiss on the beach. I don't want to hear about Andrew fucking how he should have been Elon Musk and he was robbed by serpents. The serpent being. Mate, but you know what the thing is? We can, we can come back. We can always spin it around. What I've realized with mental health, none of the, the help helps you. All you need is the passage of time and then yeah. things can change. Yeah. Thank you just you. sit yeah, around and then eventually what happens? You're at Melbourne Festival. Susan Proven leaves her bag up on the couch as she goes into the <laughs> toilet and it's a brown bag and you run and you shove it down the front of your jeans and you run off <laughs> and you look inside and you, you run and there's thousands of dollars stolen from the axe and you wipe her credit card and you buy a Mitsubishi with her fucking black credit card and drive back to Perth and you realise, you know what, My, how was your festival show? I fucking rinsed the director for $97,000 because she left her brown fucking bag even though i thought she was a leather bag even though i thought she was vegan and i shoved it down the front of my pants and i'm rich now i'm rich it was the best thing ever 
Yeah. That, yeah, that is the ultimate festival season that you can have. And that is the passage of time. They go, how do ticket sales go? And I go, well, through the collective money I stole off most of the promoters, <laughs> I have now bought a house. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. What I did is I ran, I was at the Imperial, right? I was upstairs in the coat room and I took everyone's coats and I rifled through their pockets and took all their belongings and then I left. I, I, I did coat check for Dave Hughes. I made a killing. I, I, was, heard, I, I heard Dave Hughes reversing out in his festival-sponsored Mitsubishi <laughs> and I kicked in the rear view light and made that it look like it hit my head. And I'm now in a 350 grand lawsuit <laughs> because I basically punched the fucking tailgated light in and said, wow, what's happened? And he goes, I didn't see you there. I didn't see you there. And I, I did. I'd been hiding behind a bin for three hours waiting for you to leave your show. The thing about the passage of time is that it's not, uh, things don't get better. You just, you just forget until it gets bad again. And that's the that's that's what's beautiful about it is you go through a, a breakdown or a, or a breakup or something horrible happens to you and then you slowly you slowly get distance from it. Dude, hundred percent. And you know what I've realised is in your life early on when you're young, it's all potential, right? So everything mm. forward is a dream, mm. and everything behind you is fresh, so you remember it. But you click over to an age level where even real thing that's happened to you in the past becomes. As uh, in many essences, as very, as much the dream that is going forward. So, so mm. like the fact I had in the Netherlands house, I had money, was almost feels the same now as I've got older as the dream of wanting the Netherlands house. So, in yeah. many ways, existence doesn't exist. Do you know what I'm saying? Like as you get older, even real things, like say you had been a footy star in your twenties and now you're forty, the idea of you being a footy star is as much a dream. As a 20-year-old yes. wanting to be a footy star, none of it is real or tangible. So what I'm no. saying to you is all there is is existence. So even bad things become like, oh, I just had a nightmare. I didn't ever had a family. Yeah, they all disappear. They yeah, and every and it all goes. Well, you live you live old enough to make your past a dream. Well, the real trick, I think, the real trick is that when that starts happening, man. When I was running the festival, uh, like like the week of. That, that was happening to me live. I was experiencing it. Like every moment I, that I, like I, would, I was dealing with it as, it as it came. But as soon as it was either side of me, it no longer existed. It was gone. Well, that's the thing, dude. And you, you were in there living the fantasy with all these pro comics that you're, you're idolized. And they're going, how are you well, affording okay, this, Joshy? How are you affording this, Joshy? And the reality is you had to sell your convertible car to pay for all their fucking hotels <laughs> <laughs> and their tickets. You're, you lost 55 grand trying to buy friends. All these pro comics going, Joshy's the king. I got five grand to perform at Joshy's. Joshy had to sell as convertible cards because you're a loser <laughs> man if that was if that was a if that was the plan like if that was the networking thing man like <laughs> there was there, there was there was such little enjoyment gleaned from the festival like i i what i what we had like the production office set up out the back yeah man i didn't watch one i watched 30 minutes of rathy's show oh you gotta watch rathy yeah, the rest of the time I spent I spent in the production office with my fucking head in my hands, uh, <laughs> just going, "Oh, when the fuck will it? When will it end? When will it end?" Man, it was it was three months of fucking crunch time. It was last I told you last week Wednesday 
uh, which so two days after, I uh, two days off, Monday, Tuesday, yeah, yeah. and on the Wednesday, I know. I, I was, like, I've been ringing for weeks trying to do the pod. You haven't at all. You've been you've been messaging me saying, "Pod's dead. I'm gonna kill myself. I'm out of here. I'll see you later. It's all gone. Everything's fucked." It was very 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 you centric. I would like to say there were very little very little of the messages. I very really- few messages that you sent me were ah. Oh, How's it going? How, are you all right? It was, fuck you. Do a fucking pot. Why aren't we even recording? It's all dead. It's all fucked. It's all gone. Dude, <laughs> do you know what I've realized? What you need to do on um, as a promoter is you should quote everyone's act back to them because it's so patronizing and so funny. Do you know their choice mm. lines? I'm saying like when people came out, you should have... Rat, 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 here. I'm sure you do it a little bit, but you should ham it up more. Do you know what I mean? Ham like, it up more, yeah. Well, when you're emailing them, go like, oh, I'd pay you, but you know, you superannuation. <laughs> and just like make them into the stupid little songbirds they are, repeating the same anecdotes for approval. Yeah. It's such it's a lie, dude. Comedy's such a lie because your ego is satiated in a stupid task. Like you, you rope learn words, you regurgitate them, and then you buy into the mythology that you're clever or that you're smart or you're witty. But the truth is it's a scripted garbage process and none of it's real or meaningful. Don't you think? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, ge- like genuinely or to play along? Because genuinely I think it's, uh, I think it's art. And it's Dude, it's, art. it's basically trial and error. It's people that have yeah. mental health issues that basically trying to impress their friends and they keep making different fart sounds to find the perfect <laughs> fart sound to make everyone laugh. And then once they've got it, they go on tour and they go, you're incredible. The way you put your cupped hand on your armpit and go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look, mechanically, sure. But, but genuinely I do. It, it is, it is an art form. Dude, and, and that's why you're in good. debt. And that is why I'm in I debt. love the thought of you racking up a 40 grand credit card bill to pay Nick Cody's fucking day tour trip. Because <laughs> he Mate, wants to see the whales. Fuck it. Nick Cody paid for himself. Holt, man, that fucky. We had to move him to a bigger room, man. He's a, Dude, he's, he's a crusher. And you know why? Fucking his podcast. And that's, uh, that's what we need to do for you. Is we need to take... The, what is dwarfed comparatively by mid-flight brawl in terms of yeah, listenership, yeah, yeah. and we need to make him go out to you, mate. If he can, if he can put, uh, if he can sell out a Gold Coast room, right? You, you can definitely get four or five more people into MIC. You know how we get the crossover? Mid-flight brawl is I'm, I'm one of the episodes. Like it's me on the way back from Melbourne. That, kicking, yeah, that's a kicking good idea, out, actually. And they go, it was Andrew Wolf coming over from Melbourne. He kicked the hostess in the head and said, I'm going back to work fly in, fly out, driving a truck and making that. No one's going to fuck it. And then that's episode, episode 37, failed comic, lashes out after white wines on a mid-flight brawl. That's good, man. I think you should get into that. That's a that's not a bad idea. You find different ways to get onto all these other podcasts. You know what I mean, dude? I just love the thought of you know how they cross episodes where you both respect each other and you do one app that crosses. Mm. Is the one app is from West Australia? Shit. Well, we got to talk to Wolf after he he did two years jail for kicking someone in the head on the plane. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like us doing an episode on uh, on 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 like okay, here, man. Here's a here's another great move that we could do, right? Well, you you set it up so that uh you may you set Carl up for uh for insider trading, um uh and then yes. we do an episode on Carl because oh, he's in prison now this is for insider trading. And I'm like, Carl, just sign this, and he goes, "This is weird," and I'm like, 
mate. Yeah, it's just some. Uh, it's just some f- uh, futures trading on the the, the currency <laughs> with National Australia Bank. I'm like, yeah, mate, it's fine. Trust me. And then I'm like, why are you calling from a payphone? I'm like, oh, parents, give me the shits. <laughs> <laughs> Just do this fucking trade. <laughs> <laughs> parents, you know how it is, Carl, living with your parents. He doesn't. But The pick of the week is, uh, yeah, so, uh, circling the drain, live. It's Dude, Andrew and then Wolf. we still got stocks ticking along, but fuck, man. Miso's well, done man, nothing. Dude, fucking Miso, WGO as well. It's uh, There's been a lot of news. It's, it's poised, man. It's Poised. Well, do you know what the thing that's Nova Nova's looking all right, but seriously, like because they got their resource upgrades, so that might be good. That should I come tomorrow. Ma- WGO is poised, man. They keep um they keep no, releasing look, news. The problem is I needed that money so much, and um because they did W three was delayed. It's like well, it's going to be six months. But the good thing about it for my own private money is I can probably get a COVID loan in there. Which could but they uh, found they found they've uh, they've basically got gas, right? Yeah, dude, they're killer. But I'm saying W three will be the career maker. But I'm saying so maybe we get to a dollar if I get a COVID loan and then Buru as well. I can make a million by the end of the year. <laughs> Baby, guys, you heard? We, look, we've been on hiatus, but we've come we've come back and we're coming back strong. You've heard it here, Andrew Wolf, who has been going through mental turmoil and messaging me on the daily, complaining about his situation yes. and about the fact that I've been busy, has just stated that he reckons by the end of the year. Back to a mill. And the way he's going to do it, he's going to do COVID loans, which they're not offering anymore, but he's going to dump all of that. In. No, I've actually got it at the bank. At the bank, it's doing COVID you loans got it. still. You, oh, no, it's coming oh, through. Oh, I'm oh, trying to do it. But then listen to this. This is the move. The million's mm-hmm. going to be used to set up Rotnest Festival, which is the likes of Daniel Sloss. I'll offer him 100 grand to hang out with me. We have a bike ride, <laughs> chatting. I have all my favourite heroes. And they come out and I go, let's have some beers. Because I'm not drinking now. I say, let's have some Cokes. I'll have a Coca-Cola with Daniel Sloss. And I'm like, yeah, that's Slossy, good. a game of putt-putt on me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, Wolf, mate, how are you affording 100 grand when only 12 fucking cunts have come to the festival? I'm like, I don't know, mate. Let's go and have a cocktail by the pool. This is my last hurrah. And I've got the rope hanging around my neck. He's going, Andrew, why have you got a rope hanging around your neck? <laughs> now, what Wolfie's done here is he's, he's, uh, he's spun it at the end, but there was, a veiled, there was some veiled attack at me. Like the reason that I want to run a comedy festival is so that I can hang out with comedians <laughs> that I, that, who I haven't met yet, which is untrue. I try, I try my hardest it's to loser. not speak to them. It's cosplay love, for losers. What, what I like to do is I like to go in and say, thanks for coming. Here's, uh, here, we got, here's, here's, a, here's a little welcome pack from our sponsors. Let me know if you need anything. I disappear. I'm gone. I'm in the office crying under the desk is what I'm doing. I'm, cr- I'm crying. I'm Dude, whatever. You set up your own cosplay thing where it's fan, fan fiction. You go in there and you get to meet Daniel Sloss as you rub one out. You're like one of those nerdy guys that will pay hundreds to get the Friends poster signed by Joey from Friends. Man, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I do. I don't, I don't get very uh, uh, emotional. The, the, the closest to star fuckery I've ever I've ever had, I think maybe was um, uh, actually on Saturday, and it was I don't know if it was star fuckery. Or it was just I think it was just a little bit surreal because because uh, of all of my years listening to Anthony and Moby. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Elder, uh, we Elder Benny. Yeah, he's here. Um, and we had a. Uh, you know, Elder Benny. He's in my house, man. He's in the next room. Elder um, Benny. He's got PSDs now, man. It's, he was asking about you. Well, did he? Dude, he's, no. got, he's trying to regain no, his youth. 
He's going around in a scooter. He's got the earrings, the dolled up hair. Does he have a scooter? He wears like one of those kids' scooters that he pushes around between gigs. (laughs) It's a Razor scooter. I haven't asked him about that. Ask him about his Razor scooter because he's got little uh, teenage uh, shiny earrings. There's a good chance that he can hear me talking about the Razor scooter now. (laughs) I mate, I'm only fucking joking. Uh, It's just because, you know, as you get older and you try to recapture your youth, he's at that zone where it's like, yeah, I want a haircut like him and he points out a window at a young kid on a Razor scooter. (laughs) Smoking. (laughs) Man. He is loose. I yeah, love that. Uh, Benny's loose. the king, man. He's <laughs> he the king. The but he was opening for Burr on Saturday. Burr was doing this Zoom gig, right? Burr uh, loves like, Benny. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, we set it up in the basement uh, for like before Comedy Underground. The thing that yeah. you're going to be doing as soon as this, uh, as soon as WA opens their borders again. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully uh, before before you you stray too far from Melbourne. That would be good. Anyway, because I don't, I don't want to pay to fly you over from Perth. That would be prohibitive. Mate, expensive. I need that deal we had last time. That was a sweetheart deal. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I don't know how you got that much money out of me. It was fucked. That's never... Especially, that has never happened. Especially again. Especially after you saw me on night three, breaking down and yelling at that woman for the whole headline set. <laughs> that was the... Man, that was the only good... You, oh, did, did I tell you this? This is funny, right? Uh, you remember that Burley gig? Yeah, yeah. Burley Brewing. Um, so the, Burley, one of the festival partners... When I went in there for a meeting, like the year after that, to uh, uh, to sort out, they like, said they don't want me on the bill. <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. But what they did is, as a joke, right? They gave me like a proposal, a sp- partnership proposal document, and the front page image was you I, <laughs> on the mic, and I I laughed, and I was like Wolfie, and then they all laughed, and they were like, we thought you'd like that. <laughs> oh, they've been listening to the podcast, man. No, this was way before the podcast. It was just because you had such a fucking massive breakdown at Burley Brewing. Oh, what, on stage? <laughs> on stage. Dude, I went well, didn't I? <laughs> Not that one. Not great. It was funny. It was definitely funny, but the audience were like, ooh. It could, but it was also your first gig. It was your first gig there. It was, Fuck, it was, I thought you're... I'd done well that night. No, it was the third night when you started lashing out at that woman that you did well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what was good as well? Burley gave me the, the free bits. And they said, yes, look, they um, here's a free carton. Share it amongst the other acts. And I took it home and day drunk the whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> I drank. Burley, I, great. I ended up drinking uh, like, yeah, yeah. Did we get two? Because I think Burley, I was drinking, great, eight, yeah, I think, I was drinking yeah, eight, at least eight to ten beers a day around the house. Yeah, it was the first time we'd met, and you, uh, in the morning, you would uh, you'd come out and be like, oh, hey, man, and you'd grab a drink. You'd be like, oh, I'm just trading, and then you'd disappear to your room for six hours, and then uh, at night we'd go to the gigs, and you'd complain about your mental health. Dude, I, what I loved is, because when I went to get a chalk milk, I started crying, and then I realised it could have also been the fact that I'd been drinking for six days without a break. <laughs> And it was really hung over. Do you know what I mean? Like I was really yeah. emotional and felt yeah. it was like, oh, it could have been also that. D fucking Burley. Burley was a, a scorcher. It was a blinder. I remember Burley yeah, was Yeah, it was really great that, until you got on. It, it happens all the time to me. The mic, there's, a, there's issues with the audio. No, no, no. It wasn't. Everyone had a great gig and then you, um, yeah, you, you were just the men's all games. Oh, well, that's what I do, dude. I can't wait to get back there and, and storm Burley. They'll, man, they'll, they will. I think they will love to have you back. But anyway, so it's on Saturday we set up this gig um, uh, for Al, so it's broadcasting through Zoom, and then we do the sound check and everything, and then Bill Burr's on the screen all of a sudden, and I'm like, and then I'm talking to Bill, and I'm like, oh, this is this is real fucking weird. That's like, awesome, I'm, dude. 
And what was Bill? Was Bill asking Debeni how Dane Cook was going? Or <laughs> <laughs> that's the running joke that I do. Just uh, well, I haven't really uh, done it to him ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually back. never done that joke. That's quite funny. That's funny that you you just realised you're in cowardice. <laughs> I haven't ever done that joke. It would be a funny I'm, I'm joke. Gonna, I'm going to tell him about Good that. Good for the pod. I, I did, yeah. I spoke to Bill Burp. Mm, yeah. Nah. Nah, I haven't. But I, oh, <laughs> I'm just okay. trying to keep up. Yeah, yeah. No, it was just... What no, did he say? Like, Supposedly he's very polite and, and quite nice, like a, a Gentile. Like we didn't. Oh, we like it was like it was. He was there were like four or five people on the thing doing the tech run. You know what I reckon you would have said? Hey, Bill, I've got a festival. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slash like, oh, credit hey, card. Hey, man, when are you um, when are you coming? Uh, are you coming to Australia? Because uh, there's actually you could come to the Gold Coast, man. Hey, oh, man. It'd be great. It'd be great. We have a great time. Yeah, come on. Oh, right, dude. You know what you say? Hey, Bill, loved you in happy days. You ginger cunt. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I loved you in happy days, you ginger fuck. It was just like, like he was, he, like he just jumped on to do tech, and then like everyone's just chatting for a second. I just had, had this moment of of surrealness. But there was this uh, the, the one thing that did make me laugh is that they asked for his high and his low and his mid for the for the mic check, and he's like, "This is my mid, this is my fucking high," and he, like he does like an impression of himself getting angry on stage. Oh, that's so high. good. Uh, that was real funny. That was good. But yeah, Dude, no, well, was, let's call it then. Let's. Uh, I've got to go and get Easter eggs for the kids. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, no, I'll pass on. Um, I'll pass on your your uh, uh, your hello to Bill, and uh, say, yeah, I'll, I'll see if he if he's interested in chatting to you. Let Del Benny know, Del Benny, stay, stay strong, Del Benny. I'll, I'll I'll pass on your uh, your highs to uh, to Al, and I'll let him know that you've been fucking. Did you get him some burly beers? Get him some burlies. Yeah, we've got him in the fridge for him, man. He's he's him and Zach Dyer. They're here. Oh, at, that's a good combo. That's a good pairing. Those guys yeah, rip. Yeah, it's real fun. It's too bad that we haven't been able to do any fucking gigs because the whole fucking city is locked down. It's been great. We've just been hanging out. Dude, you know what's so good is like, you know what I love is the lockdown happens. They assume they can stay with you, and you're like, well, the gigs are done. Deal's <laughs> over, right? <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? Well, like no, we can stay here? I was like, just gonna say that's the thing is like it, it does. Zach and Al are this. They are stuck here until the like, or or I ha- or I have to send them back to fucking Victoria or New South Wales. Imagine if you said that to them and go like, well, I'm not being weird, <laughs> but you're only staying here if you're gigging, right? Get out. <laughs> Get out, Al. Get out, Al. Get out. You heard me. Go on, cunt. Get out here, you cunt. Do you know what I mean? He's going to go off and he's going to sleep. He's going to get a motor in. <laughs> I ain't having you in here unless you're providing something for me, Al. I've got cleaners to bang. Mate, all the gigs have been canned, Al, so you're not getting paid because you didn't do any of them. And Dude, well, this is off. it. Sure thing's back. We, I've got one week away. Hopefully, you can get this app out within th- within three months. Um, yeah, no, I think I will be able to. Try uh, get it out, hey. We'll be in we'll be in lockdown. Oh. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll release this one, and I think there's one in the bag. I'll get them both. Done oh, is there another one that you haven't released? Yeah, man. I don't know if you've noticed. I've been having a fucking crisis for three months. It's been a fucking nightmare. Dude, well, why did we, why did you release this more new this newer one and then release the next one as and say from the vault? A, 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 that's what I'll do. Yeah, that's a what rediscovered app. Because one. otherwise, what's going to happen is it's been a month and then they'll be like, "What the fuck? I'm talking yeah, about me." So it's old shit. I know. It's better to have a touch base episode now. Yeah, we're doing this, and one then we'll have one from the vault, and that will be our yeah. lowest viewed one ever. 
Because you're a, no, you took won't. too long to release. No, you'll listen. No, no. For some for some unknown reason, it's still uh, listenership is still on the rise. Well, oh. it, it's, it's shame it doesn't transfer to ticket sales. Because I'm selling tickets for five dollars, dude. No, you're not. You're selling them for thirty-five dollars. Um, sure thing. Dot money and go see Wolfie at Melbourne Comedy Festival. Um, uh, and yes. look, to be honest, it's it's looking very like a Burley Heads breakdown. Like it's very unlikely I'll actually do the show. The way I'm feeling right now, I'll yell, I'll rant, I'll foam, I'll bite. I'm going to have mm. a biting stick near the mic that I bite. Look, to be honest, to be honest with you, I, no one. Uh, if if people have not seen you perform before, I don't know what they expect from you. But if you did that, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise anybody. Most of the people that like my comedy is mainly when I break down, break the fourth wall, yell, and they need the biting stick. Well, there's two. There's two big problems. There is that you've said uh, most of the people who like the comedy. So there's there's uh, uh, there's a few key phrases, the keywords, and that don't work. Most implying that there's many of them, and you should be saying both because I think it's just me and one of your parents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, and then like also that's incorrect. And then you surely can't call what you do on stage comedy i no, think it's not a, man but truly like, fucking offensive do you know what the thing is what is funny? that's offensive to al Delbeni. what is bill funny Burr. my close personal friends al and bill dude <laughs> i'm just saying dane cook what is funny it's all uh the the transmission of, of uh energy <laughs> <laughs> but man that even that's a reach even for you like i don't know mate it's all it is is surprise it is. That's true. It's surprise. That's all it is. It's thoughtless you know what, surprise you know what, you know what, from Andrew. That's why people laugh when they go and see Wolfie because it's a surprise. Think that people are shocked. They're they're surprised all, that he's made it to the gig that he hasn't driven off a road yet. All comedy. The whole thing about comedy, if you're honest, is just surprise. Oh wow, it's a magician. Oh, you did a surprise, did you? <laughs> and they go, oh, you know what? I loved you up there. Seeing all your surprises linked together. Well, that just shows how one-dimensional your act is, Wolfie, because some comedy is actually just smug. Oh, that's a surprise <laughs> from you there. <laughs> that's a surprise and it made me smirk, hey. We'll do another one in three months. Yeah, no, we'll do another one as soon as we can. Can't you just take a roadcaster with you? No, because I've sold it to these people that have sublet the office. They use the equipment now. Something, so someone, in, someone in Melbourne will have a Zoom. We'll, um, we'll set you up because you'll be sitting around with your dick in your hand for most of the Dude, time. Dude, I'd there, like, cause... you know, because the thing is we can get, um, I might try to take it because people haven't paid their rent yet. So I might say, look, it's a lesson for you guys. Pay on time. And they'll no, come in. Just, just ask anyone who's no, down there. No, I'll just take my roadcaster and say, hey. Uh, well, you're uh, not going to pack that in your bag. You'll fucking drop it and break it and your entire, uh, your, your new podcast studio Perth scheme will be ruined because you broke the core piece. Dude, of the you know what's so good is the podcast studio because it, we're getting people in and then I was like, one more and I'm in profit. And then I'm like, I can set up a fucking <laughs> pod studio. And the thing is, I've told everyone, don't be selfish. You let me know if you're coming in. I said, this is not a fucking office or a place to hang away from your family. The unspoken thing, because it's my place, an office and hide away from the family. So we all yeah. split it. But I'm saying to you, like, no one's here. I'm like, because I said, look, I'm happy to sublet, but I don't want to come here and see any of you here. That sucks. I want to know, oh, you're coming on Sunday. You're doing it on Saturday. I said, I don't want to fucking come in, 
to do a piss on the way somewhere and someone's in here. I'm like, you shouldn't So be what here. you've done is you've effectively sold a co-working space but then dictated a very rigid schedule for when there are... You, this is effectively a timeshare with a really... even Maybe even a shittier structure it's, than a timeshare. It's share. a timeshare completely in my favour. So it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, which is a standard Well, the thing is, you know, there's there. a lot of memories here. This is all my divorced assets. The TV, That's true. the... It's sentimental to me. This is well, all I've got you, left. And you know what's funny? We've been doing this podcast since uh, September last year, and uh, the only thing I've ever seen—I've never—I've never seen any sort of um, like furnishing or any any decoration on the wall or anything or anything that even could conceivably belong to you. So the idea that there's anything in there is insane to me. And the fact that there's a green screen behind you, a painting of what looks like like a giant head with huge teeth and then someone's done a weird portrait of you uh, and, and it's hanging, but it's, it's, not, it's not on canvas because I can see it's peeling up. So it's not even really been stuck to the door correctly. And they, I know they don't belong to you unless you have done this painting yourself. No, no, none of them do. All I've got from a chartered accountancy and 20 years of labour is uh, the TV. That's it. And uh, yeah. some old desk outdoor furniture. That I'm now yeah. going to bring indoors when I get my place. I'll be like, oh, it's awesome that you've uh, got a waterproof table in the kitchen. That's awesome. <laughs> but you, well, oh, you've, you've also got you've also got traumatized uh, traumatized children. That's pretty good. Well, do you know my favorite thing was I said to a comic, oh, you know, like I um, I've got to hang around because uh, of the kids. And he was like, oh, mate, let's not make puns, all right? <laughs> I did never. You know what he said to me? He said, um, but what if they're shit? He goes, like, mm. what if? You're basically hanging around to realise and then you see that your kids are garbage. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm saying at least I've got one thing left. I've got my kids, right? I've still got my kids. And he goes, yeah. but, but he goes, he goes, what you might, what he said, what you're about to realise is that your kids pile of shit. Like they're, mm. they're trash as well. Do you know what I mean? Like the only thing yeah. I've got left is the kids. And then I watch them slowly drop out of school, fail. They're as dumb <laughs> as a plank. And I'm like, oh, they were, they were fucking disposable as well. But man, you haven't even thought about the alternative where like, uh, yeah, you've got your kids, but what if your kids are burdened with you? So you, if it's this huge positive in your life. And then for them, they're like, oh my God, dad. They've got to, they've got to lift dad's <laughs> what, spirits. Oh, hey, hey, how you doing today, Thornton? Oh, not bad. Um, yeah, the weekend was all right, but yeah, dad beat up a bad, dad beat up my karate instructor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, it would be like trapped in the trauma, like the, I miss Susan. And I just keep going, Dad just keeps going, I should have got that crayfish license. I should have fucking got the cray license. I'll be rich right now. Instead, I'm in this house and my Susan left me. I loved her. I love you, Susan, you bitch. You, you know what I love the tour of when you get left? Because you love them, but you hate them. I love you, mm. Susan, you fucking bitch. Do you know, like, I love you so much, bitch. You know, I love you, bitch. It's like Tourette's. You've got love and hate now. Yeah. I love you, yeah, bitch. But don't worry. But don't worry. The, 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 uh, your, kids, your kids can never resent you for being you because the, any sort of trauma that you've inflicted on them is, um, is genetic. Did you know what's going to be so good is when they're 18 and I'm still every weekend, we drive past our own family house. You stay in that. <laughs> we get the bus. You stay in that. We could have been out there playing like that Chinese kid out the front. <laughs> Daddy used to own that. See that Chinese boy in the trampoline? That could have been you, Thornton, but for the grace of God. <laughs> Fuck, what a life, man. Life sucks, oh, hey? Man. 
Yeah, it's shit, man. It's horrible. <laughs> it just makes sense that uh, a sicko like me should be really wealthy and influencing policy. No, because you're un- you're um uh you're unleashed, you're unreined. You know what I mean? That's what I'm you're- saying. I want I want to be the, the Australia's new Clive Palmer. Like I belong there. I know, but Clive Clive sort of his uh his mental unwellness happened after the money started rolling in. He wasn't. I don't think he was a a, a public figure. Who was insane on the way up? Your your insanity has sort of prevented you from achieving the ability to be insane publicly. Yeah, well, we'll have to see, dude. Because once that COVID loan goes in and Rottnest Festival comes to pass, you, ne- <laughs> you know what? Never, never discount a maniac. Things can happen. That's if you true. have anything no respect happen. for gravity, anything's mm-hmm. possible. I know, I know. I mean, you could be the one to shoot up the school still. As a, as a, at the parent teacher conference, man, you, that could be the thing you do—the first school shooting by a parent. <laughs> Dude, I still think like school shooting so weak because you're such a dork. You still you're still bureaucrat. Like you went to school on their mm. bequest. What a loser! Yeah. Do you know just the fact that you would attend school shows that you're a nerd? So you're a nerd, nerd. You should shoot people on their way. They're wagging. Do you know the fact that your final is still submission because you attended the school. Do you know what I mean? Like, is that weak? In many ways, yeah, you're yeah. still a fucking tryhard because you go to school, which is attending, which is what they want. And, they, and, they, and they're like, uh, Andrew, and you're like, here, miss. And then you start fighting. You make sure you're, you're marked down on the well, roll. Well, that's what I'm saying to you. Like, your final, your final act is submission mm. because you didn't break the institution. You were part of it. So it's so weak. You're much better off to blow up people on their, uh, their leisure time. Well, yeah, what you should really be doing is, um, is attacking homeless people, I think. Take some of them out. Well, you know? mate, The people who haven't hurt you at all. Lash out. I've never hurt out. one, but I must say I accidentally stood on one's blanket and just dug my heel in after a bad <laughs> day at work. <laughs> was with, and they were, they were under the blanket at the time? Oh, I'm so sorry you didn't see you there, sir. And you know what it was? It was little Downs boy. <laughs> Downsy. Downsy, right? We're not allowed to use. You can't say. Uh, you can't say King Hit, and you can't say Downs. You got to say Downs. Oh, oh, mate! Imagine if your festival show next year as King Hit the Downs on your way home from work. <laughs> 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 I'd love it if you just baited them as just the word. What's up? What's up? F words. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that guy who did Melbourne Comedy Festival in like uh, 2010. Goldstein was telling me about him. He's from. He was, he was American. And he, it was a it was a complete improv show, and he called it "What's Up, Fags." I got no jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. That's where I was borrow, borrowing that idea from. Yeah, but, yeah, that's so funny, dude. I well, better I go g- and I better go and get this sale down before it humiliates me further. Fifty five yeah. people have seen it. Looming threat of liquor 